1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trophy Hoars. This is episode 564. I'm your host, Tricky Mick,
0: alongside with me, the man, the myth, the legend, it's Alex. I was really hoping that the Grinnellis would be back this week. Oh, well. Right. Welcome back, Tricky. Thank you. He brings the awesome. It's I yield to no one. So before
2: we get too far down the rabbit hole, oh, we're going to do some live reaction theater because we are live on Twitch, Yes. We are live on Twitch. Okay, okay. So the Twitch people may not get this right away. But, gentlemen, you two have your phone you, know you, you have two your... have your phones with you, yes?
0: Yes. I can't live Great without to... having my phone next to me. Alright, hold on here. Let me let me find the text group. I am a millennial after all.
2: There we go. I think I t- I don't I think technically I am, but I don't claim to be. All right, gentlemen. Were you
1: were you born before
2: 1980? Oh, nope. Okay. I'm not a millennial. All right, gentlemen, you will no, be getting no, if, a picture.
1: If you were born before 1980, I could, uh, No, if you were born after 91, I think you're a millennial. I'm pretty sure I'm a
0: millennial and I was 84. Oh, are you going to shut your mouth? That would be I thought I muted. Now why the fuck ahead. would somebody go and do that nonsense? What happened? Why why is this car's the truck one side of their truck wow. completely off.
1: That that looks like what I do during a snow plow snow route.
0: You mean when you hit cars with a snow with a snowplow? Absolutely. Why wow? What what happened? what would cause this? Did someone <laughs> wait, wrap wait, it wait. around like a pole and that pole rip the side of hold the truck off? Well,
1: well hold on a second. I, I have to ask the important question. Is the person okay? Yoda? Yeah. Is that your truck? <laughs> that was my truck. Well, I'm sorry that you drove a Dodge. Let's just
2: put that out. There. Right, man, that thing lasted me 19 years. And now, what the hell did you do? Well, that you should be getting another picture.
0: This is fantastic radio, but we need we need wow. to post these somewhere for. So I was right; it was a pole. Yeah, it was a pole. I have to. Add, I have to ask: Did you just like was? I mean, I see snow on the ground. Did you just like slide off the road?
2: Yeah. Well, without getting into too much detail, because we are recording. Um the rear end chased the front end.
0: So you fishtailed.
2: Well, I didn't, no, there was no fishtailing.
0: <laughs> was, hopefully, were you the only person in the car? Yeah, I was going to work. Wow. <laughs> Woo, day off work.
2: Yeah, basically, I called and said, yeah, I'm not coming to work today.
1: Uh, can you provide evidence? Sure. Oh, well, I didn't have, I didn't have to, my truck. I didn't
2: have to do that. They were like, okay.
1: Um, <laughs> Oh, my job—you have to provide proof. Oh, so I'm assuming insurance is going to cover this.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, his insurance is just going to go up quite
3: a bit.
1: All right, so uh, next time buy a Chevy. Well, real, real
0: men wear bow ties. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was the. I think they just need to be careful, more careful where we put the poles. You know. I I would yeah, uh, I would the, agree with that.
2: The position of the pole is the problem
0: here.
1: The
2: pole was the problem. The pole was the problem.
1: Well, yeah, if
0: they wasn't a pole there, I'd have just went into the field. If there was not a pole in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the field. This wouldn't happen.
2: Exactly. See, Alex
0: gets it. Anyway, that's I mean, how it, my week went. To be fair, to be fair, he has been driving for what twenty-seven years at this point. I would guess, and, you know, at, around at, there, at, at least. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like this was like careless driving. You know, it's it's winter way. That's why it. it I'm gobsmacked when he wouldn't says they liked winter. One, it's fucking cold. And two, you get like the roads are dangerous as shit and you could hit black ice at any point and slide off the road or slide Ooh. into somebody else and yeah, through no fault of your own. So just another reason to hate winter. Um,
1: Just for the record, I just want to be clear. I was nowhere in Ohio, so I didn't cause this with a snow. Pile.
2: <laughs> just for the record. Just for the record. There. Yeah, just putting it out there. I get you.
1: Oh, my lord. Well, you know what, Yield, As bad as an example as that is, now my week doesn't feel does, good. doesn't it feels you,
0: bad, does it? If you were having a bad does week, it? Yield just made you feel better.
1: Oh my! Word. I I cannot even begin to explain to you guys the the, Try. the bullshit that I'm dealing with at Try. work. Try. I, oh, I can't I can't put that.
0: Go. There's so much bullshit. The alarms are going off. It's Defcon three. Now- there's so much bullshit. It's Defcon three. Now I, w- I want you guys to know before we actually
1: start the show I was going to do something that I thought probably would irritate you guys so I didn't do it I was going to set up on my on the mixer the official Rangers uh go horn with the the music at the end and play that every time that went off now I missed the opportunity
0: well to be yeah. fair I think yeah. it would annoy the listeners more than would annoy us so
1: listen if if anybody listens to Loot Brothers every time they get a trophy they play dubstep. I think they'll deal with, you know, 20 seconds of a goal horn. A goal horn is a lot more appeased to the ears than dubstep.
0: And their listenership dropped 50% in one week.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I'm not even going to go. I'm not, I'm not talking You're about the loop bros the I was heart.
0: referring to us and that stupid goal horn. I was talking about us, not loop bros. You know what? You know what? You know what? Hold on a second.
1: Because now, now, now you've done irritated me. You were already irritated.
0: Yeah, you just made me worse. Hold on. Well, to be fair, you don't come here to get less irritated, you know, with me.
1: No, no my luck, look. There's going to be an ad. Yep, and it was. Hold on. Good thing I'm editing,
2: huh? Sounds like a train. Hold on. the Rock and Roll
1: Express. This is a great audio, by the way. Yo, now I'm going to set it up for the playoffs. Now you guys have to deal with it on the playoffs.
0: Again. Playoffs? The listeners. Yeah, who's... Is that Jim Mora? Who's, playoffs? Yeah. Who's, 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 who's playoffs? saying
2: anything about playoffs? We can't even win a game. We'll talk about the playoffs.
1: Nitro says, the dubstep is bef- definitely better than this trash. Thank you, Nitro, for coming in and trolling us. Or trolling me, at least. Well, no. Is, it, you do is
2: it Claptrap dubstep? No. Oh, because Claptrap dubstep is amazing.
1: No. You know what? That's fair.
0: All right, can we get back to the normal show? You're the, sure, no, hold sure. on, hold on! Don't come at us like that. You're the one that brought that Rangers nonsense onto the. Sure. You know, where are like we? At,
2: where are we at in the show now? Because I, I totally forgot.
1: We haven't even done our updated trophies yet. Wow. And, and to be fair, I didn't derail the show off the start. That was yield.
0: were
2: not you? I had, did? A li- I had a life. I had a life changing event this week.
1: I I didn't say it was bad or you were wrong for it. I'm just saying I'm not the one that got us derailed off the start. Yeah, but
0: you also have to take credit for getting us further derailed by talking about the Rangers. That's true. I have to admit that. Look, if you're going to derail yes, us further, derail us with some of the juicy gossip from your work. That's more exciting.
1: Grown men need to stop acting like babies. I don't, I don't all know.
0: I, See, you got to be careful about that being union.
1: <laughs> that's the thing, is I can't say because I know they listen to the show because I I received a Suspension from work because of something I said on the loop bros.
0: Really? Not even on your own show.
1: Not even on my own show. What did you say? You want me to say it again so I get suspended? Just
0: tell us us, us off air. I was going to see if you would do it without thinking if you would just do it. No, I'm not. I don't want you to get suspended from work. I mean, not that you do any work anyway. Well, hold on. You're like, last episode, you were the only person in the office. So how can they suspend you when, when there's so few people to work and there's so many people on probation?
1: Well, I mean, granted, everybody's coming off probation in the next. Every, at least everybody in my garage will be off probation in the next two months. Well, no, not if they keep. Um, ra- unless they got. Not unless they, keep unless they got extended. Unless they got extended, which uh, one guy who arguably. Uh, OK, so I, I'll i give you a little story without giving you full context. OK. Uh, about a year and a half ago. I was the clerk, and that's when you guys know that I started working days. I start working 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. every day. As the clerk, I basically ran the office, and I set up the board and the orders for the future guys. Uh, while I was the clerk, we had an influx of 40 new guys to come into the garage. All those guys are getting close to the end of their probation, except for one guy who came in. He worked for two weeks. Uh, and then went out with a knee injury and hasn't been back to work since. He got extended fourteen months on his probation.
0: Really milking that injury.
1: Well, we had another guy who I'm not going to name. Um, now I, I okay, I'm going to clarify this by saying I mean, no disrespect to anybody. It it to to be a hundred percent honest. I don't fully understand it either, but we had one guy come in and because we have to cater to religious things, this guy came in and said he needed off for the Sabbath every week. So, like, we have assigned chart days, which is our days off. Uh, He needed his chart day to be the Sabbath, but you guys uh, know what the Sabbath is, right? Yeah, it's Sunday. Okay. He ap- apparently followed the lunar Sabbath. So his day off would change every single week.
2: Didn't know that was a thing, but there are different religions.
1: I didn't know it either. And I can't even tell you what religion it is. That's, but, that's the key.
0: That's what he didn't want, anyone, he didn't want anybody to know about. It, so he just make it the rules as he goes along. I actually, when you're done, but, I do have a story to go along with that.
1: But you know, I, I I try to be respectful. You know, we we follow this guy, but after all the examples we made for this guy, this guy has not been to work in nine months.
2: Wow, that's a heck and of somehow, a lunar. That's a that's a heck of a, a Sabbath.
1: And somehow this guy still has his own, still has his job. Rangers kicking ass today. Uh, I was gonna pick up my phone and do the YouTube thing again, but I was like, you know, I'll I'll pass you guys. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, God, uh, again, I'm going to be careful how I word this. Please, Department of Sanitation, if you hear this, I don't mean any disrespect. I do. There's some, there's some guys, well, you can say whatever you want. I can't. Um, there's some guys that deserve to lose their jobs and somehow keep their jobs. And there's some guys that don't deserve to lose their jobs and they're fired without notice.
0: And I and it just baffles me to this day.
1: Right. Yeah. You have a story to go with Yeah, this, real Alex? quick about
0: I mean you mentioned the, you know, they're respecting their religious freedom and everything. Uh there's a guy who he used to work with, not guys name his name, but he uh he was usually had Sunday off because you know to uh to observe his religious freedoms and uh, there was one Sunday actually I guess where he needed to be scheduled to cover like a shift as um, to do you know a certain specific task at the store he finished that specific task, at task and wasn't even there for half a shift and just walked the fuck out of the store and <laughs> went home and uh, as far as I know nothing ever came of it he just fucking walked out he came back to work he was still working there after that but he no punishment whatsoever so that just kind of goes along with you know you talk about respecting someone's uh, ability to practice their religion and if you, you work with somebody who does that it's like man that's shitty I'm working and you just fucking leave it is what it is
1: yeah uh, in, in case you didn't hear Rangers scored again so it's now three nothing uh, you remember how we
0: game. caught shit for uh, I think Lucia was still on the show but we made fun of the division that one episode and people got real cranky about that that's gonna be this yep. thing is hearing that goal horn people are getting cranky and they're gonna turn this episode off And I'm sure we're going to deliver another banger like we always do, but they're going to be chased off by that damn horn.
1: Well, we're going to have a banger until the end because I already already warned Yield, but uh, we got to talk merger for the topic of the week.
0: No, like, no, like, non-Microsoft Activision merger? No. Yeah, we have to talk about that merger. We need, like, a count. You know those, like, safety counts? It's like, this many days since injury. (laughs) This (laughs) (laughs) This (laughs) many days since
2: Trophy Horse talked about the merger.
0: Yeah. Look, I saw a story. I actually saw a related story last week, and I completely fucking ignored it. I didn't put it on the agenda because I just didn't want to talk about it. So, Trophy Horse Nation, you're welcome. I'm out here looking out for your well-being.
1: Well, to, to be fair, I didn't—the uh, only reason that we're doing this is because I didn't have a topic of the week-worthy story to throw in there, so— well,
0: you don't just you don't just throw some shit in there just to make a topic of the week. You just—if there's not one worth talking about, you don't call it the topic of the week, you know?
1: All right, let's get into our updated trophies. I am level eight hundred thirty-two, total trophies of twenty-five thousand two hundred fifteen, and six hundred seventy-five platinums. Uh, you, uh, Alex, before I let you go, I just want to thank you. Last week, I heard you say that uh, I am a much better host. And I'm not being egotistic or anything, but it's nice to hear a compliment from you every so often. No,
0: I think you're a better host. I think Daryl's a better host than I am. So even when Daryl's a guest, it's like, Daryl, would you please host because you're a better host than I am?
1: <laughs> Daryl, you're not an official host of the show, but can you just host this? Because really f- I'm really do not not really good at it. Alex, what are your trophies I didn't say I wasn't
0: good at it. I just say I'm not as good. I am right on the page this week. On top of the ball, level 470, 474, total trip count of 8,575, with a platinum count of 141. In 142 games, for the first time in you know three or four weeks, about a month, I haven't gotten a platinum this week. But stay tuned because I may have my own gold yes. horn coming off while we record this episode of Trophy Horse. You are not playing games while uh, we Fuck, I am.
1: <laughs> you, you know what? I am. I, I just
2: uh, I'm disrespectful. Yield. Yo. What uh? What are your trophies, sir? Well, I got some gold, some silver, some bronze, and I got a new platinum this week.
0: I heard you got two new ones.
2: That was last week.
0: Okay.
1: Thanks for paying attention.
2: I do pay attention. Uh, So so I am a level four ninety with a trophy count of nine, two, seven, one, and a newly minted one hundred and sixty six platinums.
1: I got I I mean I got three new platinums, but it's not worth talking about, so. No, my one
0: game's better than your three. Do you is. do you want to say the names so we can all have laugh. a good laugh?
1: Um, well, two of the games I think are the exact same game. Oh, just uh,
0: different uh, versions. Back. That chicanery.
1: No, one's the PS4 version. one's the PS5 version? Uh, I got Classic Journey. Did you did and... you actually
0: play it or did you stack it?
2: Well,
1: I. Okay, what do you mean by stack? did you did you auto pop? You basically
2: import your no. f- file no, no, and no, just no. auto pop it. No, no, no.
1: Okay, so I got Classic Journey and Classic Journey Nitro, which are basically the same game. Uh, actually, they were both PS Five versions. Sorry, uh, but it, you basically just start the game and hold down R One for like ten seconds, and you get a platinum.
0: <laughs> it would take it would uh, take less time to do that than to actually auto pop the trophies by moving over your save file.
1: Yes, uh, and then I got the uh, platinum in Burger Fun, which again is a very easy platinum. It's but. Uh, you actually have to do some work. You have to uh, do some uh, syncing up with the buttons in time. So it's like rock band-esque, where you just have to like press the right button as it hits the circle. It takes like 20 seconds.
0: So, so yeah, I, if we're talking work, you mean in comparison to that previous trophy you mentioned that you got yes. in 10 seconds? Ha- That's the ha- amount of you work. You actually
1: have to pay attention. Yes, you actually have to pay attention to Burger Fun. Uh, just for for reference, I got Burger Fund's Platinum in forty two seconds, Classic Journey in thirty eight seconds, and Classic Journey Nitro in twenty nine seconds. Jesus Christ, why am I not watching this? I movie? don't know. Why aren't you? This a blowout. It's four nothing already. Yeah. So oh <sighs> Last night I was very happy they beat the uh, Schittsburg six to nothing. So.
2: Oh, that's good. No one likes Schittsburg. I hate shit. Like, so do I. If bo- That's uh, from a different sport.
1: Yes. Uh, you you brought up his name earlier. That's Lucia's favorite team. And I couldn't think of nothing less be- or anything better than Lucia crying in his car because his team got whipped by my team. Six to nothing.
2: Way to be a bigger
1: man. Uh, uh, Matt G's in the chat. He says, we don't have to talk about the Microsoft thing. I know we don't have to. And you're- he also says Alex can play games. If you're gonna have stupid rangers, go horn, go off. Yeah, you can't hear my game. No, but it doesn't mean you're paying attention. Am well, I? Haven't
0: I? I was right on the ball. I had my trophy list up and I read it right away. I'm responding, you know, in a very timely fashion. So I'm 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 on it this week.
1: Yeah, you actually did have the agenda. I I was impressed. I saw.
0: Well, you know, sometimes uh, you-, you, you live and you learn it. You just kind of figure out this profession professionalism thing as you go along.
1: I mean you're no longer in the agenda But yield is I appreciate
2: that yield You're, you're welcome
1: Uh, Sid is level 830 total trophies of 22,942 With 716 Platinums So he's uh roughly What is it 30 36 Platinums ahead of me 20. I can get that in about 10 minutes
2: No 25 by... He's a little bit more than that 41 Alexa, no, what's the Sorry, sorry. 675? 25... 41.
1: 41,
2: yeah. Yeah, I can get that in an hour. Well, you could if you spam the heck out of the things. You could. Yes, I could.
1: All right, so let's get into what we're playing. Uh, Yield, we'll start with you,
2: sir. So I've been playing some Zombie Army 4 Dead War. That was my latest platinum. Like I said, my one game was better than your three. Uh some Farm Simulator 19, some Rocket League, some Immortals, Phoenix Rising, The Last God or Lost Gods, DLC, uh, some Diablo 3, playing through on hardcore, World of Warship Legends, Deep Rock Galactic, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Multiplayer Boost, and I fired up some Sifu today to try to get me my not worth anything PlayStation Stars app uh, fake trophy. Which, by the which, by it? the way, I am comp- really disappointed in you, Tricky Mick, on PlayStation Stars. Why? Because I'm a higher rank than you are.
1: <sighs> Only be- oh, okay. Only because you've gotten more rare trophies.
2: I am maxed out. I can't go any higher which is kind of disappointing Actually, can- that level four is all the higher you can go. And... Wow, again. <laughs> That's what I just said. And so I, I happened to look at yours a little bit ago, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Tricky's not even as high as I am. That's disappointing, Mr. PlayStation over there.
1: Well, I, I've purchased more games than you. Well, I'm sure you have. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to bring it up right now. Jesus, five nothing. It's not even ten minutes left... 10 minutes into the game. Here, kick us some ass. I'm not watching the game. All right. So, uh, it's, you had to buy four games to get to level four. I bought 195. And uh, you need 128 rare or above trophies. I have 100, uh, 128 rare or above. I have 114. So, I need 14 more rare trophies, and I'll be right with you.
2: Oh, okay. Where do you see that the at? The problem is...
1: The problem is, is I'm still playing the division, which I can't get any trophies in. But I'm slowly working that way because I'm I'm also playing Seafood as well. Uh, did you get the the PlayStation Stars thing?
2: Not yet. No, I started to play, and then I had to make supper, and then it was time to record. So okay. So
1: so now I'm gonna rag on you a little bit because I was I kind of ragged on you why we were multi multiplayer booster before. That's fine. Um, Alex. Yes, I'm here. Okay, so Yield is playing Sifu. I, I and, surmise that much. And he's going to fight the first boss. Yield, you want to tell him what age you are already? Granted, you started at level 20. So when, You so, started at age 20. So
2: when I died, I surpassed 75 and died.
1: <clears throat> he's died 55 times on the first level.
2: Not 55 times. I've died enough to up my age, because every time you die, your age goes up faster and faster.
1: It goes up by one one year, right?
2: No. No, When you die a second time, it goes up by two years. You die a third time, it goes up by three years. You die a fourth time, it goes up by f- four years, oh, and I- so on and so forth.
1: Oh, It might it might be doing that because you're playing it on normal. I'm playing it on easy. Yes, yeah,
2: so I was playing on normal. See, that's the other thing, Alex. Tricky over here was playing it on easy. I was playing it on normal.
0: Hey, even on easy, it's not easy. Well, that's what Tricky does. Tricky plays I know. most things on easy now. And then wants to give us shit when we're playing on easy. You know, to do certain... uh, No, 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 no. no. I don't don't give you shit for
1: playing on easy. I give you shit because you give me shit, and then when you do it, it's like,
0: oh, it's perfectly fine, but when Tricky does it, he's not a real gamer. When's the last time I gave you shit? Also, I've explained this to you before. I don't give you shit for playing on easy. If you want to play on easy, if that's the way you enjoy games, that's fine. I give you shit for acting like you're a badass for playing 20-second platinum games.
1: And then uh, telling us that, that
0: you're a badass. Like, that's what I give you shit for. But anyway, Tricky, I've got some breaking news for you. Tricky, are you ready for this?
1: Uh, uh, hold on. Uh, Matt I I don't know what JFC stands for. I think I know what it stands for, but I don't exactly know. It stands for... The... Uh, I can't... We can't... Uh, Holy Man freaking... Yes. Holy Man? Yes. That's what I thought.
0: Yes. All right. What's your breaking news, Alex? I... Just earned a Platinum Trophy, which brought me up to level 475 and a Platinum count of 142 in 141 games. And uh, more importantly, what that should have done was bring me up do to, 80, earn, to 88%. Did you earn one trophy or two? Uh, one. No, two. Two, because I, uh, I earned two. A gold trophy and then a Platinum Trophy. Uh, okay, there. But the important thing is, is that... One of my goals for this year was to get up to eighty-eight percent. Oh, error on PSN profiles, fuck! Probably because you
2: just updated. Uh, no, because I uh, I just
1: updated. No,
0: that, th- that's why you got to wait an hour. Well, currently, I guess before this platinum trophy, my percentage was at eighty-seven point nine eight percent. So this yeah. might be might bring me over eighty-eight percent completion. Ooh, congratulations! Which was yeah, thank you, sir. Which is one of my goals for this year. So I may have already gotten one of my goals done in March. I I. I... I I am currently
2: sitting at 68.8. So I've gone up percentage point or two.
1: You're at 68.8?
2: Yeah, no, 68.08.
1: Oh, I'm at 63.96.
2: Because I've been doing a lot of my, cleaning up a lot of DLC that I own, so that's
0: kind of helping my percentage go up. Yeah, but also, I mean, if we, at this point, if you just keep getting 100% in games, even if you leave those other games alone that you didn't get as many trophies in or you, you know, left trophies on the table, your percentage is going to go up. Obviously, well, not as yeah. much if you go clean those ta- those games up, but still, from here on out, I could get up to ninety by just one hundred percent in every game.
1: Yeah, and well, my my completion rate's going up just because I keep getting platinums in cheap games that I I get one hundred percent in every one of those games. So yeah, you know, just keep and, racking and, up one hundred percent. And
2: you know that that's another thing we can pick on Tricky about Alex. So he oh, so go. he is like five hundred platinums ahead of a uh, ahead of us, and our percentage points is way better than him or completion percentage is way better than him.
1: Okay, hold hold on. That's not exactly fair either. That is why is that not fair? Okay, hold on. Let me bring up your your profile. Go right ahead.
2: I'm looking at it myself.
1: You're so you played 367 games.
2: Yep, and I've completed how many?
1: Oh, oh I just went off of it. Hold
2: on. I completed 167 oh. of them.
1: Okay, so 200 games that you played. I have not you just, 100% you completed. It. Okay, so let's go to Alex. Alex has 260 games played.
2: Damn, we ain't even out of the first period yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there uh, is there any way you can turn that off? Uh, because that's got to be getting annoying. Because it's kind of getting annoying for me, too. Yeah, because
1: what well, you says, turn off the damn horde. I would actually have to get up and walk over there, but yes, I can turn it off. Um, Alex, you played 260 games, and you've completed 180. Okay. So, Yield, how many games have you uh, you played?
2: uh 367.
1: Okay. I've played 1336 games. So I have a bigger margin for error.
2: Well, whose fault's that? Over a
1: th- almost a thousand, almost 1000 games more than you.
2: Whose fault's that?
1: Well, and to and to be fair, and I'm not going to use this as an excuse, although it's going to come out like an excuse. Some of these games I started playing for review and never had any interest in completing.
2: Excuses,
1: excuses. Put it out. You're there. still the one that accepted right. the review. Well, yes, that is true. Uh, all right. So where's the I where did I put the I don't know. Right there. What are we even uh, what are we
2: even doing here? Did you finish what
1: you played, Yield? Yes. Okay. Alex, what have you been playing why I go shut off the horde?
0: So I did play some Rocket League with Nitro, Yield, and Riley this past week. But my main focus after getting the Bugsnax next platinum was a game that truly is um you know we're all participating in, the, participating in the backlog beatdown but this truly was a backlog game for me that I wanted to play just kind of never you know actually went and played it and that's Chickory, A Colorful Tale now I will tell you if you're going for this platinum trophy uh very fun game you know not not hard really hard at all there is one I before you play the game please read through a trophy guide because there's one glitched trophy or there's one trophy that is tied to a missable item that you would, you have, like, an opportunity to get and if you miss that opportunity, then you missed it, so please read the trophy guide before you play the game, but, Like, um, like, like, miss-missed it, or, like, you have to play through it again to get it? Like, play through it again. That's my understanding. Okay. That's what the guides say, so...
2: Okay. Um, so there is an opportunity to get it, you just have to spend more time in
0: the game than what you normally would. You would have to start over, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, the game I've been playing, Chicory, A colorful Tale, um, a nice, second. Like, uh, another one of those games that I downloaded from uh, PlayStation Plus Extra. Um, fun game, you know, it's like kind of got um, basically the world. Uh, there is an evil that has taken over and you assume the role of a wielder, someone who carries around a paintbrush and adds color. You know, you're an artist. You add color back to the world and it's the story of, you know, the passage of that brush from you to the previous wielder. Also, you know, how you destroy the evil, which is a kind of a... Um, I don't want to, you know, destroy the story but it's it's not like your typical Ganondorf evil there is uh, something more sinister um, to this evil and then it's kind of like an evil that resides in all of us I will say so um, but yeah you're essentially restoring the color to the world uh, you have different uh, there's a lot to customization it's made by a small team there's lots of customization you uh, a lot of the collectibles are clothing items that you can then wear you know sport out in the world while you're doing your de your good deeds. You uh, you got different colors that you can use in each region of the world to return color to that world. You have different brush styles, like you know, one of the the brush templates is a heart. Then there's a, a like a fi, a flame, like fire flame. Then there's like a a leaf. Um, then there's just you know a slash. So there's different all these different brush strokes that you can find in the world that you can use to to make your art. For a lot of people though, you're probably gonna focus. There's like a paint can one where you basically just dump paint all over the world, and then you can you know there's different layers to it. So, you know, you can color a screen within seconds by just using the paint can and just dumping paint all over the place, and, you know... Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. The boss fights, they're kind of annoyingly long, I'm going to be honest, but overall the game is very much like... It kind of feels like Zelda, where, you know, that pro- progression you go from, like, you know, you can go down to go do a different screen, you can go left, you can go right, you can go up. So, um, a highly customizable world, you can... Um, they give you different decor that you can put in your house, decor that you can use to put out, um, like, on a beach to bring p- people together for a party. So there's a lot of different stuff to collect. Um, but yeah, it gives you a Zelda vibe with a map because you can, like I said, you you move up, down, left, right, and you just kind of go over the world. And um, yeah, other than the boss fights being a little bit long, like, kind of taking forever to beat them, and, like, because they're not super... Like, you take a lot of hits, so um, I got kind of frustrated during the boss fights, although I didn't die in him because I think you just don't die or you can you know be like hey do you want extra hits because you've been hit so much like sure whatever why not uh but overall i did enjoy the game like lots of um, environmental spatial puzzle solving stuff like that lots of using your color your your paintbrush to solve puzzles so yeah it's a cute game lots of cute characters all the all the characters in the world are like little animals anthropomorphic animals and they all have different like food names so you know there's a, a character named Avocado. There's one named Pumpernickel. So all these different food items. Radish is another one. And uh, you get to name your own character, your little dog. And uh, it asks you at the beginning of the game what your favorite food is. And I wanted to put peanut butter. It couldn't fit, so I just said nut butter, um, and that was my name for the rest of the game. So, uh, so yeah, a very cute game, very fun. Some pretty, you know, head scratching puzzle solving, and just like being able to recolor the world the way you like is is pretty awesome. So yeah, I, I highly enjoyed it and. I will tell you that if you're going to go after this platinum trophy, the guides say 10 to 12 hours. That's bullshit. It's more like 20 to 25. So just be mindful of that, but still not a long platinum and a very fun game, very cute game. And yeah, so I, I enjoy Chicory and I would highly recommend it to anybody listening. All right.
1: Go Horn is off. Uh, so, you know, hopefully uh, it doesn't bother anybody else again. Uh, Matt. G in the chat says oh excuse me ProvenBot asked a question uh, Yield's favorite bot ProvenBot asked which animal at the zoo do you like the best and Matt G says snakes
0: why does it have to be snakes they're so fucking creepy I mean I don't mind them at the zoo like looking at a behind glass like that's fine yeah oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, behind glass you know no one
2: got
1: the reference <sighs> I got the reference it okay. was uh, Indiana Jones the
2: Indiana Jones reference yep thank you I'll be here all week. I got the reference. I'm glad you did. Glad somebody did. As long as one person got the reference, it's all that matters.
1: Uh, Alright, and all I've been playing all week is... You're not going to ask us what our favorite animal is?
2: Yeah. I I figured you guys were were just gone with it. Uh,
1: Yield, what's your favorite animal at the zoo?
2: Well, it kind of of varies. It, It depends on my mood. I kind of like looking at all the different exotic animals that I don't see on a regular basis. So, that's kind of a cheap answer, but... That, that's kind of where it is. Probably polar bears know. or penguins if I had to pick an absolute definite.
0: Probably one of those two. Alex? So, when I was a kid, I loved the rhinos. And I still like rhinos. However, I think that hippos are my favorite exhibit at the zoo. Um, Cincinnati. Even, even though you hate them? Huh? Even though you hate hippos? I don't hate hippos. Murray, Murray from Sly Cooper is a hippo. Why do you think I, like, I hate hippos?
1: Because you when you were talking about Horizon, you were talking about how you hated hippos. because Oh, them suckers uh, are mean! They're yeah, they're hard as They're, they're hard assholes. As fuck. They are assholes,
0: but I still like hippos. No, I respect hippos because most people probably don't know that they're, like, badasses in the animal world. They will fuck something up. And, uh, you don't, like, have, a, like, they kill more people in Africa than any other animal every fucking year. They're, like, you don't fuck around with hippos. But no, like, Cincinnati Zoo's got a really good hippo exhibit and with their pygmy hippos and, uh, I have to go watch watch them interact and swim around and just kind of float there like the big lugs they are. But no hippos. But in the wild, would I ever want to? No, I would not want to come face to a, face to with a hippo because I'd be dead. Uh I I like
1: I, I don't know if this is a zoo because I think it's more of an aquarium thing, but I like watching like the seals and the uh, the walruses perform. That's
0: my favorite thing. I mean, some some zoos, like, That's- I mean, like, our zoo has, like, um in Louisville, we have, um like, an, an Arctic area, and we've got, like, polar bears and, like, you know, colder weather-based animals. But, I mean, like, seals, I mean, you're probably more likely to see those in an aquarium, although, I mean, you might also see them in a zoo. But, like, you're not going to see, like, you're more likely to see the shows, I think, in a place like SeaWorld or something like that. Yeah.
1: All right, and what have you been playing? I've been playing some Division 2, obviously. Obviously. Uh. I played the three spam games. Uh, I played a little Sifu. Played a little Act Razor. I forget the name. It's not remastered. The new act. The, it's a remaster of the original Act Razor. I just don't remember the, the full name of Act Razor. Uh, After
2: shave. No. I don't. No. Know. No. All right. I don't get that reference. You said Act Razor. I said After Shave. See if I ha- if I have to explain it, it did. it loses. It's funny.
1: Just uh, a black flag, uh, some black flag multiplayer with yield and nitro and JT. Uh, this is another game that I'm not thinking of. So I recently played. I don't
2: know. I think those were the ones I've seen you playing. Seifu played a little Seifu.
1: You said At that. laser Renaissance. That's what it is. That's all I've played. All right. Let's get into our first topic. Alex, you probably may or may not have noticed this. Uh, This is coming from xpooter.com and is written by Mohammed Namir Zia. What the fuck is this website? Just the first website I found with this topic. PlayStation 5 update adds a new animation for unlocking the Platinum Trophy. The latest update for the PlayStation 5 has added... A special new animation for unlocking a platinum trophy. Getting the platinum is always one of the most satisfying, satisfying things completing a game, especially when it's particularly time consuming, like Red Dead Redemption Two or The Witcher Three. The this feature makes the platinum getting the platinum just feel a little bit more special. Have you guys noticed it when you unlock the platinum? The new so animation.
2: I have. Well, Alex would be the the, the most prime with that because he was just playing on his
0: five. Yeah. So I got the platinum for Chicory, and I did actually notice. I I forgot to say anything. But um, I did notice that there's a special animation. Like, it actually has the Platinum Trophy, like, coming together. Because, you know, all the other ones have a static image. And the old one of the Platinum Trophy would have a static image. This is actually the Platinum Trophy, like, forming. So it's, like, it's got, like, a, I don't know how to say it. But uh, it's, like, an animated trophy pop. Okay, so Yield if you, so I have, Yield if
1: you want, I have... if you want to see it, there's a video of it. Yeah, in
2: the I, I was just saying, I was just watching that video, because I have yet to earn a platinum on my five since this happened. Um, I have to say, they need to take that, that uh, trophy ding and make it for all the trophies, because that's more like a ding that we are accustomed to and not the whatever the heck they gave us.
1: You're you're really still against us out, huh?
2: Dude, I I I am not the only one. All right, so we all know that my brother finally hooked up he got his five and he hooked it up. First thing he I think he texted it either in our group or he put it on the I don't think he put it on Facebook. I think he texted it in our group. First thing he, text, he texted in the group. God, what's up with this trophy gang? Said so thank you
1: Okay, to be fair, you guys are a brother, so it, it, it tends to lead that you guys would have the same taste in things.
2: Well, that is, that, th- that, you, that is you, true. You and
1: Homer are the only ones I hear complaining about that sound. Well,
2: because it's not really a sound. I'm sorry. I'm accustomed to the ding. All right? The three and the four. There was this ding. Now it's more of a... It's not even a ding. It's more of like a notification. And I'm like, where's my ding? Like, I earned a trophy the other day when, yeah. I, when I was playing Immortals Phoenix Rising The Lost Gods DLC. I earned a trophy... And the only reason I knew I earned it was because my wife was sitting there, and she's like, "Hey, you earned a trophy." Because it's not the you, noticeable ding. <sighs> so, well,
1: listen, if you if you if you need help finding your ding, there's you got bigger problems. Than so
2: that. I'm I'm dying on this hill, and be proud of it.
0: I don't. Know, but with, anyway, with, I, with the new anyway, generation, they like it. They've made it so the platinum trophy feels more special. So like, there's a different sound for it. And even tricky. Were you saying you weren't on last week's episode? But were you saying there's different pings for the gold, the silver, and the bronze?
1: I believe there are. Some somebody told me I'm wrong, but I believe there's different sounds for the different for all four different ones. But, I mean, at well, least the,
0: at least now the platinum trophy feels different I, with this new special animation, but also the the specialized like sound. Like I don't know. I like that the platinum trophy is kind of set apart from all the others.
2: Well, so so do I. I I, I like it, but we, I'm just. Well, I had the opportunity. I was going to put that in there. That we need the rest of the trophies to sound a little bit better than what they are.
1: All right, uh, let's move on because I don't want I don't want to get all on the spiel about the ding coming from IGN. The PlayStation Plus March 2023 Game Catalog Update is highlighted by Ghostwire Tokyo. This is written by Taylor Lies. Sony announced a new batch of games coming to its PlayStation Plus Game Catalog which include Ghostwire Tokyo, Uncharted Legacy Legacy of Thieves Collection, and Modus Venus Rising uh, are the headlines. Uh, You're also going to get uh, Tisha T-C-H-I-A. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction, Life is Strange 2 Colors, Life is Strange 2, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot, uh, Street Fighter V Championship Edition, Untitled Goose Game, Final Fantasy Type O HD, Rage 2, Neo, The World Ends With You, Haven, Ridge Racer Type 4, which you need premium for, Ape Academy 2, which you need premium for, and Siphon Filter, Dark Mirror, which you also need
2: premium for. That was a good little list there. PSP game? Dark Mirror? Dark Mirror. I don't know. I think it was. It wasn't a console game, I don't think. I could be wrong. I don't know. No. Oh, anyway, but Those are the games. It's a good little list. It is a good little list. Ale- uh, Alex will have more games to play.
1: Yeah, we got to get you up to premium, Yield. No,
2: no. Yield doesn't need premium.
1: Yield? That was your Christmas gift. Don't, you can't say no.
2: Well, that is true, but I can say no to the other like three or four years that you want to give me.
1: Uh, just
0: be your Christmas gift for the next three years.
1: Uh, anybody want to talk about any particular game on this list that they're uh, interested in playing?
0: Well, I've been told uh, by both of you that I would like Immortals: Phoenix Rising, so I mean that is a game that's part of this. So, you know, I'm not going to have to pay anything to play it, which is nice. Well, th- th- yeah, I think I really think you'd like it. Um, I think you would too.
2: Um, I would probably, I would definitely dabble with Siphon Filter because I, d- I haven't played Dark Mirror. Okay. Uh, Most of the other stuff I already own that I would want to play.
1: Okay, I just realized they misspelled required three times wrong in this article. That was driving me crazy. Did
2: they really? Yeah, they
1: didn't add the E between the R and the Q. Oh! Spell check had failed then. That, now that is bothering me. All right, I got to click off this article. Uh, next thing we have is... Uh, we we talked about getting games day one with PlayStation Plus. Well, now we're going to get one. Uh, get Meet Your Maker day one as a PlayStation Plus monthly game that's out April 4th. This is coming from the PlayStation blog. Written by Justin Fragapane.
2: I, I, right. I, I, I like that last
1: name. Um, he is the lead content strategist from Behavior Interactive. Meet Your Maker launches on April 4th, and what better way to do it with the day one availability as part as the PlayStation Monthly Games lineup. While there's no better feeling than finally getting a game into the hands of players, Meet Your Maker's focus on user-generated content makes this release extra special for us. This is a twisted playground where where anyone can unleash their creativity, building and challenging each other with levels that we've never conceived... After the incredible showcase of imagination And skill we've seen from our playtesters We're beyond excited to see what the rest of the world can do If you're looking for a few ideas To drive your personal approach to building Or raiding on April 4th Here they have some uh, pictures uh, So This kind of looks like a horror version Of Little Big Planet. I don't know that I'm going to be interested uh, I think I kind of turned Yield off a little bit By saying it's user generated content
0: well, I was going to watch uh, the trailer.
1: Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't trailer?
0: mind user, user generated content, but I don't really like if I have to engage in that because I like to customize some things. I like to customize a character. Like, a perfect example is like a wrestling game character. Like, I, I love that kind of stuff. You know, but I don't want to sit here and have to, like, build worlds or levels like they had in Little Big Planet. So. You know, if there's if there's that level of customization, like that's great. And I'm sure you know a lot of people in a community will build around that. It's just not the way that I want to engage with games.
1: All right, Yield, you've watched the trailer. What I'm, do you think?
0: I'm watching it now. Okay. It's a two and a half minute trailer. But well, let me ask you, Tricky. Like, do you think that this is a relatively unknown game? Do you think that I mean, releasing this game, paying to re- essentially to release this game day and date on PlayStation Plus? Is really helpful because, obviously, Microsoft has all their big games day and date. With you know when they come to stores, it's like, hey, you can play it on Game Pass day one. But
1: I I think I think it really, I'm sorry. No, I was just.
0: It doesn't help because it's not a big game. It's not like a game that people. It's not like a Street Fighter or like something like that. People have really been looking forward to. It's a game that maybe people will enjoy. It could be a very good game, but it's not got the hype around it that other big titles have.
1: I, I think it really boils down to being uh, what type of game it is. I mean, we've had a few examples of Stray. Uh, Snacks. I think, was free. Yeah, to be fair, Stray, Stray uh, had a Le-
0: lot more behind it than this game does.
1: Rocket League. We didn't know anything about Rocket League before we got it for free. Um, so I think it really depends on the game itself, uh, whether or not it's going to be successful. I... <sighs> Personally, I'm against day one releases on these premium services like Game Pass and PlayStation Plus because I feel like all the work the developer put into it, all the all the money they put into developing it, and it's you're essentially giving it away for free. And I, I know it's not free because I know PlayStation or Microsoft, they, they pay the developers or the publishers to put it on their service. That's not what I mean. I mean, it's, it's you're putting it out to the masses and you lose all those sales. Now, granted, in the case of Rocket League, because it was so good and because we talked it up Alex you went in after and purchased it because you didn't get it for free so it, it can work but if there's no hype behind this game because I've I never even heard of this game before this so there's no hype behind this I I, I don't know
0: I mean I'm not I'm not saying I, I don't it, really do it but I game. think that if your goal is to I mean for people who enjoy PlayStation Plus like it'll, you know, it's, it's a good look because we go, okay, I'll, I'll try this game day and day. Like, it, it, you know, there is something to, hey, we release games on first day too, but you also can't compare to what Microsoft's doing. So should you pay to put these games like that on, you know, your console in, in, a, in a manner of like, hey, you can play this on PlayStation Plus if you're a subscriber the same day that you can buy it. Like, I don't know. I don't See, know how I, much good it does them I, because they're immediately just going to be compared to Microsoft, you know?
1: Well, see, I think the difference between the main difference that people need to realize with PlayStation Plus compared to what Microsoft does is Microsoft has committed that all their internal studios games would be free on Game Pass day one. So, so Microsoft isn't paying themselves to put it on, obviously. So they're they're putting, you know, I don't know, 50 million into developing The Next Gears of War, and then they don't get any sales from it because it's being released on Game Pass. Where in this case, this game is being made by an outside developer, I think it's behavior um, where they're making the money by putting it on, but they're foregoing they're taking the upfront payment instead of sales, which I think could be a good strategy because if your game is not known, you're getting it into more hands you could possibly uh, turn around and you know sell future copies of the game, sell microtransactions, whatever it is to support your game. And if they feel like they're gonna get more in the upfront payment than they would in game sales, this is a smart move. But then I counteract that uh counteract that with saying if you don't think your game's gonna sell, then why the hell did you develop the game? Yield, I'll throw it to you, you've had time to watch the trailer. What are your thoughts?
2: So From what I saw of it, I wanna I wanna like it. But the whole entirety of it being user-generated means I will probably be more frustrated by the fact that I died not ever getting to the end of a labyrinth than I actually will by the fact that I actually got to the end of a labyrinth. I don't know. It looks intriguing. I may or may not give it a whirl. I, I just, I don't know. Okay. Like, I, w- I wish help? there was some base stuff, and like you said, you know, kind of a, a, a little big planet that, you know, I, w- it all, I wish there was some standard stuff that you could do, and then, oh, hey, you know, the real meat of it, not really the real meat of it, but there's also the user-generated stuff that you can do, where it seems like it's just user-generated from out the go I think, I, I, I think I'd be more frustrated with it than I would be enjoying it. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Alright. Uh, moving Tricky. on. Real quick, uh, got a question for you. It, yes, it relates to PlayStation Plus Premium. Okay. So I was looking at the Classics catalog, and I noticed that some of the games, like Heavenly Sword, you can only stream, but then there are other games that you can download to your console. Have they ever explained PS3 why... Games. You can you can only yes. stream some, and others you can download. Yes, the
1: some games you can't download, you can only stream, and that was other PS3 titles.
0: Oh, so the PS3 are stream only. Okay. Yes.
1: Uh, that's weird because some of the PS1 places, games
0: you can download, right?
1: Yeah, be, uh, it, it goes back to the whole way they designed the PS3 with the uh, what, what cell what they, processor, the cell processor, yeah. It, it just wasn't compatible with uh, future consoles. So they've had a problem with that from uh, from the start, trying to uh, you know get these games up there. Because even when it was PlayStation now, only the, the, the PS3 games could only stream. You couldn't download them. All right, moving on to our next topic, coming from my not-favorite website, who I think is just a bunch of clickbait people. Uh, Comic Book Gaming, written by Tyler Fisher. PlayStation Plus subscribers are losing nine games by the time you hear this on the audio podcast. If you listen to it now live, uh, you still have some time, but not much. Uh, PlayStation Plus subscribers are set to lose access to nine different free games next week on March 21st. If you're a PlayStation Plus Essential subscriber, which is, say, a subscriber to the basic and standard tier of PlayStation Plus, these nine games are not going to concern you because you've never had access to them in the first place as they were locked behind Extra and Premium. If you are an Extra or Premium subscriber, the games do concern you, but thankfully none of them are particularly consequential, but broadly speaking at least. One of the games below could be one of your favorites, but generally most subscribers won't be too crestfallen. That's a hell of a word. That said, the games are to depart on March 21st. Those nine games are Danger Zone, Dungeons 2, Ghost of a Tale, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 5, Override 2, Super Mech League, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which I heard was actually pretty good, Velocibox, Victor Vron Overkill Edition, and WWE 2K22, which I also heard was pretty
0: good. Yeah, it's getting, like, it looks really good and like there I've seen like videos like showing all the little details they have in it like it's like if you knock out the referee apparently the referee when they come back you know from being stunned like they count slower so apparently they put a lot of detail in this one
1: uh Matt G says and yet you're here clicking on their bait yes I am um so yeah if you want to play those games you got 2 days to play those games okay moving on this, was, I, I, I thought about putting as our topic of the week, but I, I don't think there's too much conversation we're going to have about this. No, there's not. I, I just co-
2: read it. You just read the article? I just read the article while you were talking about the other thing.
1: <laughs> okay. Covered from IGN and written by George Yang. Neil Druckmann says, Naughty Dog has chosen its next game, but it doesn't confirm The Last of Us Part 3. Uh, on an episode of the Kind of Funny Spoiler Cast... Druckmann said, quote, I know the fans really want The Last of Us Part 3. I hear about it all the time. All I can say is we're already into our next project and the decision has already been made. I can't say what it is, but that is the process we went through. There's a lot of consideration on different things. And we picked the thing that we're most excited for, end quote. He went on to say, quote, at the end of every project, we purposely explore several different projects some of them might be a sequel, and then a bunch of new ideas. And we feel like, where does our passions lie? End quote. So, uh, yield. I will throw it to you first. Uh, I know you haven't played the Last of Us Part Two yet, so uh, Last of Us Part Three probably wouldn't be too exciting for you. But do you think we should get Part Three, or new IP, or Uncharted, or do we go back in the retro and get us a? You know, a game from their past.
2: Uh, I'm fine with the new IP. I think it's about time that they kind of start pushing themselves in a in another direction.
1: Okay. Anything to add to that, or you just just not, that's where you stand? That
2: at? that's that's where I stand right now. I might have something after you guys throw in your two cents.
1: All right, Alex, your two
0: cents. Yeah, I mean, the way they left off the last first part two, I want to see a third one. And you know, I'm I'm not nothing against new IPs. I. Fully enjoy new IPs. I mean, at one point, Ghost Shima was a new IP, and we've—I don't know if you guys have read, but they uh, they Sucker Punch recently posted for something—a uh, job at uh, the company that is pointing towards, or at least people are speculating, is pointing towards Ghost Shima too. Shock, but I mean, I—I I want them to more fully flesh out The Last of Us um, after the ending to two. I just the, the ending to two just didn't sit well enough with me, and I want to see more of that, and. You know, I know that Sony's studios have, especially Naughty Dog, probably in particular have more autonomy when it comes to this sort of thing. You know, because I mean, you see how successful the last of TV show has been. Like, um, it grew its audience, maybe even doubled its audience by the time the end of the show the, end of the show came about. Um, I, I have to look that up because I, I did see a number for what their last episode did. But they've also got like, I saw on GamingBible.com today that they got a board game, a tabletop game coming out for The Last of Us, which yep. I shared with you guys as well. So, I mean obviously and,
1: and they also have uh, I'm sorry and they also have the, the Last of Us multiplayer coming too yeah
0: which they said we. I read that we'll hear more about next year which
1: by the end of this okay. year
0: but um, but yeah wildly successful IP so even if Sony is like you know even if they don't necessarily micromanage their studios and don't like force them to do things I would have to think that somebody at Sony's like you know hey there's a lot of money that can be made off of this You know, um, where was it? The Video Game Hall of Fame. uh, The Last of Us is one of the nominees to go into the Video Game Hall of Fame this year. So I would have to think that Sony has to be giving them the nudge-nudge. It's like, we we understand that you guys are passionate about these things, but maybe there's more life in The Last of Us. I'm sure that conversation has come up. Now, they may eventually, in the end, let Naughty Dog do what they're going to do. But... I think that Neil Druckmann, with him being involved in the television series, and then already you know renewing for season two, and then the potential to do a, th- a fourth season with a third chapter in the game—I don't know—he, we may be seeing him taking an off-ramp from games to like television shows and movies. With I mean, this may be the point where he he starts to to move in that direction. But I just think there's more life that they can get out of the Last of Us. There's still like. You know, you don't want to just make a sequel for the sake of the sequel, or make a sequel for the sake of making money. But I do think there's more life in The Last of Us story. And I think, obviously, he said, he hears about it all the time, people want a third part, so... I think in the end, they'll give us the third part. I think that's what their next game is. But, unless they're treating the multiplayer as, like, the third part. But, I, yeah, I, I don't see them... As much as care and, and effort as they put into The Last of Us, I don't see them... Taking an off ramp to a new IP just yet.
1: PlayStation Six, maybe. Uh, I-, I see 100 going to a new IP. Um, and because uh, I I did read this in the article, but uh, it does say uh, it's unlikely that Naughty no Dog's next project is related to Uncharted, as Druckmann stated the studio is moving away from that franchise. While he stopped short of confirming whether or not it was The Last of Us Part Three back in 2021. Druckmann said he had written a story outline for another Last of Us game, but clarified that the studio wasn't currently working on it. Now that was two years ago. That could have changed. Um, I, I think that they are definitely working on a new IP. I don't think we're going to get the Last of Us Part Three for at least five years. Um, just because I think we're being saturated with the Last of Us stuff right now. We had, you know, we just had Part Two released. We had part one remastered, we have the TV show, and now we have the multiplayer going. That's four projects in a row before, since we've seen an Uncharted game. I think they're definitely moving on to another IP, at least to, to let the last of us breathe a little bit. Also, I think it's uh, it's it's weird timing because they've already stated that the the TV show Season 2 was going to follow the second game, but they were going to branch off. I've said on the Patreon and I think I've said it on this show as well I think they're going to take seasons 2 and 3 of the TV show and tell both sides of part 2 and then it going to give them time to either write or release part 3 so by the time we get the next the the another season of The Last of Us they already have a storyline to base it on so I, I definitely think they're doing a new IP which I'm excited to see because I think Naughty Dog is fantastic in their games they make all right. Uh, yield, anything else to add or no? No. Okay. Moving on to our next article. Excuse me, article. Written by Ryan Zinsdale from IGN. The Hitman franchise is on hiatus as IO Interactive focuses on a James Bond game. As reported by PC Gamer, IO Interactive Chief Creative Officer Christian... Elverdam told Eurogamer that it might be a while before fans get another major, major entry through Hitman World of Assassination. Will continue, though, I'm sorry, Hitman World of Assassination will continue to be updated. Quote, right now, a major, major new Hitman game that's a little bit on hiatus. We're building another Agent Fantasy that's taking up a lot of our time, but obviously, we'll come back to the beloved Agent 47. He's still very much in our heart of this company the Agent Fantasy Elvedame was talking about of course is the James Bond game that was announced in 2020. That currently just has the codename Project 007. Very little has been revealed about it since. However, we do know it will have an original story. Uh, I think this fits, James Bond fits right into their wheel, uh, wheelhouse. What about you, Alex? Do you think so?
0: I mean, yeah. With the whole spy agent vibes that you, know, you get from Hitman, I think... I mean, maybe a more gritty, or like a. I because mean, obviously James Bond's very mainstream. I'm not going to say it's like super family friendly, so bring take your kids there. But I feel like with Hitman, that uh, it's one of those franchises that, I mean, it, 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 I would say that it's a little bit, and you can dispute this, you know, trickier yield if you don't agree, but I would say it's a little bit darker or more gritty than, than James Bond. Do you think that's fair? James Bond's kind of like Hollywooded up, right? Yes, I would say so. I would yeah. say so, Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, this may be a way for them to bring more edge to James Bond. Of course, you're going to have to pay for license, so that's going to cost you more money, but also it may appeal to more people than Hitman. So, But again, Hitman is obviously one of those franchises that's been around for a while that people recognize. So, But yeah, I mean, it makes sense. If you're going to go something more mainstream, if you're going to use a licensed you know, property, jumping from Hitman to, to um, James Bond is a reasonable step to take. Yield? So,
2: to answer your question that, yes, I think uh, having IO work on it, it, it's not outside of their realm to do a bond game in the sense because they've done hitman games. So, you know, gunplay, not necessarily traps, but uh, a, a spy thing is, is not out of their wheelhouse or you wouldn't expect it to be out of their wheelhouse. The thing with a Bond game is it's it's a real tricky slope. I mean, obviously you've got the fact that they're going to do something new. So we're not following any any of the movies. You know, you're interested to know what you know. for me being a Bond fan what what timeline are you following? Are you following the Craig timeline that's been rebooted, or are you jumping somewhere in, you know, from Connery to Pierce? Are you jumping somewhere in there? Uh, you, I would feel you're going to have to nail the voice actor. Obviously, you're not going to get... Uh, Daniel Craig. You're not going to get Craig to do it. But you're... I'm not saying you're going to have to get a big Hollywood name, but you're going to have to get someone who you can believe that that's James Bond. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I want a good Bond game. You know, I mean, since Goldeneye, I haven't really played one where I was like, you know, oh, wow, this is really, really good. So that shows you how long it's been. I've heard that there was one Uh, maybe GameCube-ish. Maybe PlayStation 2. I didn't play it, but I'm hoping for good things, because I would like a good James Bond video game.
1: Now, I I haven't... I'm not the biggest James Bond fan, but how many books have there been, do you know?
2: Books, I don't know. Movies were, like, uh, up in the 20s.
1: Because Ian Fleming, I believe, is the author. Correct. And didn't Ian Fleming die in like the sixties or seventies?
2: Uh, that I'm not uh, aware of. I am not that diehard of a James Bond fan. Yeah, I, I don't
1: know. I think. Uh, see, I, I want. I'd like to see a James Bond game. My thing is, I, I worry when sixty four director sixty four that's uh and it was Ian fleming right yes okay um i I worry when movie writers and producers and stuff like that they take liberties with uh, an established character because it could feel inauth- inauthentic so and now you're talking what fifty years since oh wait sixty years Sixty years since Fleming's death. I don't know. I it's. I, I worry about this game only because it's going to be the original story. I don't. I don't. I don't worry about it because of the gameplay because I think IO does a, a fantastic job, uh, with their games. But I worry about them coming out with a story and this feeling inauthentic.
2: Yeah, that, that's what I said. That's what you got to worry about. And you're tagging James Bond on it, so right. So immediately, if you don't live up to that name, you're going to get slammed just on that. Even if your gameplay is phenomenal, if you lack in story, you're just going to get slammed
0: on that. To be fair, I think that they still have to abide by the owners, like the, the owners of the license. They they still have to, there'll still be conversations on how you can treat the property, how you can treat the character. Like, even though it's an original story, they're still going to have to abide by guidelines set forth set forth by the people who own the license, because obviously... That was one of the big headaches that Ed Boon and NetherRealm had with the DC characters. is They can't just go out and do whatever they want to the DC characters. Warner Brothers, or whoever, I think it's Warner Brothers who owns DC, but whoever owns the DC Comics and all those characters are like, no, you can't rip out Superman's spine, what the hell are you talking about? So they still have to play nice with the people who own the license, even if they've licensed it to make a game about it.
1: That's true. All right, Uh, at this time, we are going to across the pond
3: to Mr. Gareth for this week's trophy rarity go, update. Go, go, mighty Gareth! Hi, guys, welcome back to another rarity update. We have a week where we've only seen one person score over 100 points. We've had only one person achieve their rarest trophy of the competition so far. And we've only had two people achieve platinum trophies this week, albeit those two did score two each. So without further ado, we'll go into the actual rarity update itself. Starting at the bottom, so 25th place, we have one Platzak, who was in negative points going into this week. However, despite not earning a trophy this week or this year, he has moved from minus one to plus two. So one of his trophies ended up becoming a um, a rare. He was a on minus one and that's back to zero now. So one of his trophies had matured and has become a rare. So he scored three points this week and is, is now on two points. That brings him only four points behind Kalai. Kalai is on six points. Again, she didn't earn a trophy this week. So she's, there was no movement in terms of her points. She stays on six points in 23rd place um another player who didn't earn a trophy hasn't earned a trophy for a for a few weeks now but that is darth knight 82 he did have one legacy point come his way um he's now on 16 points his rarest trophy is still at 11.66 percent in madden 23 in 22nd place, we have Tross, and he scored four points this week, taking him to 39 points. He scored his trophy in uh, Hogwarts Legacy, though I did notice he had been playing this game for, for quite a few weeks, probably since it since it launched, but I did notice that he has started another game playing alongside it, although that wasn't... Um, the game that he scored the points and i think it was devon may cry five wasn't actually any qualifying trophies for that so tross in 22nd place on 39 points in 21st place we have staying where he was is departed 570 he again had a single point and that was a legacy point to take him to 90 points overall his rarest trophy of the week was the Interloper in Forspoken. It was, it was 82.39%. So a few, despite earning a few trophies this week, that was his lowest. So therefore, that doesn't actually score a point um, for this week. In, staying in 20th place, there's a few non-movers right up to 14th is where we see our first move. But in 20th place, staying there is uh, Homer gets duffed. He's on 98 points, seven points this week looks like he's gone back to the ps4 having sort of recently acquired a ps5 he's his rarest trophy was headhunting in fallout 4 at 35.53 percent. the next player is riley the brain 76 and he finally did break the 100 point barrier he scored 105 points he was level on points with riley um sorry with homer uh, last week he has moved ahead of him he's on 105 points now still going on on hogwarts legacy and that was his rarest trophy of the week at 26.01 percent. the nature of the beast so 12 points this week to 105. next up is i'm styling on your bro and obviously with his the type of games that he plays his legacy trophies are um doing a lot of work for him he's is ultra rare has seen him increase his very rare has actually increased overall for the competition since he joined. Bear in mind he wasn't hadn't joined at the start. He has seen a twenty one point, uh, well twenty one trophy increase in in very rare trophies. So that's where the majority of his points has come from. Um, he earned sixteen points this week, but he actually did sort of turn the PlayStation on again. So it's two weeks running we've actually seen a, a active trophy scored this week from styling and it was a decent one as well in train sim world too it was worth five points at 5.17 percent, so a very rare trophy so he is now on 113 points 15 16 17 you can decide which way you want to call them but tricky jared and sadak are all tied on 129 points so it was we've seen a little battle there commencing um the Momentum seems to be going with both Tricky and Jared. Uh Sadek is single figure. So Sadek, so I'll start with Tricky. So Tricky had 31 points. That was his best week of the competition so far. Um he saw his ultra rares increase, he saw his very rares increase, despite not actually earning them because his his trophy, rarest trophy of the week, was at fifty two point eight three percent, which actually doesn't gain him any points. So his legacy trophy has earned him thirty-one points this week to take him to hundred and twenty nine. That mean, meant he caught it with Jared. Jared and Tricky had shared a score a couple of weeks back. Jared had sort of passed him um, and looked to be sort of moving forward. But Jared scored 13 points, um, taking him to 129 as well. So they are back level. His rarest trophy was what doesn't kill you in the quarry, which is actually the Platinum trophy. So well done to Jared on getting that one. And Sadek scored just three points. To take him to 129 he's been single digits scoring in for the last sort of month or so so based on that you would probably expect jared and tricky both to move ahead of him and you and you, you you'd feel styling it will probably sort of surpass him as well in the in the next two maybe three weeks Uh, unless we see a change from uh, Sadek. But I do know he is uh, an Xbox gamer as well, so that will obviously have an effect. But his rarest trophy was, I'll do it again, in a Justice 2 at 20.11%. There's then a big jump, or fairly big jump, to 14th place, which is uh, JT, that once a goal. He's on 216 points, so about 80-odd points, 75-point lead. His legacy trophies, he was relying on them this week to do the work. They scored three points. He didn't actually earn a trophy himself. This week, so probably i probably play in the Steam Deck or Game Pass. Um, but he was able to uh, still earn three points, so well done to to JT. But that he did drop a place. So although he was he was previously in thirteenth, he's dropped to fourteenth, and he's been replaced in thirteenth by MZ Nitro. He earned thirteen points this week taking him to 223 so still not a huge difference, only 7 points difference between JT and MZ but MZ um, going through his online Assassin's Creed um, trophies He his rarest was Destroyer in that in Assassin's Creed Black Flag at 19.26% so that actually brings him right next to um, the person he had been siding along with all along for this contest until, firstly, Diego broke them up and then JT broke them up. But obviously, they're back together now and that's uh, Bella Ramsey, super fan, resident Darryl. Um, he scored 10 points this week, taking him to 245. So, MZ did catch up, three, make three points up on him. Um, Darryl is still playing Gotham Knights, by the way, that was his rarest trophy. But it's interesting to note actually, but we might see... Uh, both MZ and Darrell's rare trophies increase slightly uh, over the next week, maybe longer, depending on how they go. On, because obviously the, the THL, the Trophy Hunters League, as they've both joined that, and they're playing in the qualifiers at the moment, where they've got to finish in the top six to actually qualify for the main event. So we might see some higher scoring from those two uh, in the next maybe week, and if they do qualify, maybe sort of for the next sort of four or five weeks. Moving up into eleventh place is Joe, Luke Bros co-host. He has got a significant lead. Um, he's on three hundred nine points over over Daryl. So sorry, not three hundred nine points more than Daryl. He, he's on three hundred nine compared to Daryl's two hundred forty-five. So he had twenty-one points this week, and his rarest trophy was in WWE Two K twenty-three at six point four eight percent. He shares score, another sort of tied score, and he shares a, a position and a score with Diego. He's also on 309 points. He managed seven this week. Um Legacy points that were, because his rarest was Chapter 3 in Castlevania Lords of Shadow at 54.84%. So a little interesting battle developing there, and obviously we may see MZ and, and Daryl sort of come into the mix for those positions as well as they look to get into the top 10. In ninth place, Dupes, he didn't earn a trophy this week. And because of the, the way Dupes plays, he plays a lot of recent, basically new release games. Um, so whilst, so what? it's an interesting one because for, for myself, I tend to play, very rarely will I play a, a brand new game. So a lot of my trophies are already from older games and have already matured to probably their realistic value you you will get some swing that's you know in certain trophies whereas dupes will play uh new games so what what happens with his trophies is that one week he'll score really well and high because of the um not many people have have earned those trophies especially the way he sort of flies through games but as those trophies become rarer and if he doesn't sort of continue playing those sort of Newer games to compensate for that. You get weeks like this where, if he doesn't play, he ends up scoring negative. So he scored negative eighteen, taking him back down to three hundred and sixty-five points. But still, still holding on into ninth place. He dropped a place uh, from it. He was eighth last week, but he's in ninth. So and still a healthy lead over um, both Diego and and uh, Joe. Then we've got three players who are sort of fairly close together. We've got Affectatious Donk, who had moved up a place from ninth to 8th. So CJ putting in a, a, a decent score of 37 points this week, taking him to 417. And it was another trophy in Theatre Rhythm, Harmonic Enlightenment at 23.14%. So decent week from him, taking him to 417, moving him away from, from Dupes. And he is... Closing the, gout, get, closing the ground on the Grounded Gamer. Um, so Corey didn't earn a trophy this week, another one who didn't earn a trophy. So the, in fact, this week was the most um, participants that haven't earned, earned a trophy this week. I know that Corey, the way that he works sometimes, doesn't it doesn't allow him, his work schedule doesn't allow him to uh, play the PlayStation on occasions. And that may be what's happening this week. He did score 12 points still, um, keeping him, Above CJ. Um, he's moved on to 437 points. So only 20 points difference, but but Corey did drop a place from six down to seventh. And the person who had taken over his place in six is Yield, who has now scored 50 plus points in the last three weeks. I think he's had 52, 50, 51 is the last three scores. He's four point, moved four points ahead of Corey on 441. Um, he was our second player to have earned Platinums this week, which I'll come on to towards the end. But his rarest was um, Our Own Heaven Here on Earth, which is from the game that he has been playing for quite a while, which is The Church in the Darkness, and that's a 9.27% rarity. So, Werden to Yield, he's certainly on a, on a march, and he's trying as hard as he can, I suppose, to catch up with, because next in his sights will be his co-host, Alex, who remains in fifth place. And he had 24 points again this week. Um, pretty similar to what I think he had last week. His rarest trophy was Picture Perfect in Chicory, uh, which I think is a game that's on on PS Extra. Um, obviously, we, I know that Alex has recently had that. He's trying it out. So hopefully he's enjoying it, especially with the, the games that are coming... To the um, service on tuesday i believe um, some really good games there but he's earned that um, picture perfect in chicory at 25.36 and he's on 599 points so he's a he's got a decent lead i think it's about 158 points over over yield so yield has still got some some decent numbers to, to catch up and alex has got a bit of uh, leeway to play with and but if Alex wants to catch up with fourth place, obviously he will have to start putting in some banging in some big numbers as well because he is 151 points behind Redbeard Rick, who is in fourth place on 750. He had 28 points this week. His rarest trophy entered into the rarest trophy of the week, and that was in Stranded Deep. Is this Ithaca at 4.44 percent? So a good trophy there. So well done to you, Rick. He's Slowed down compared to where he was uh, at the start, but I think the majority of people, if not everybody has anyway, it is difficult to keep at that level of scoring. Um, I can tell you that from experience. So he's on, he scored, as I said, 28 points this week, 750 overall. He only is 7, 21 points behind Mark Fraser, who is pulling away a little bit. He sort of gained six points on, on Rick from last week. He's on 771 points. He had 34 this week. The, be- the I suppose the, the mention we should do with Mark Fraser, Mark Fraser had been our highest point scorer for the last couple of weeks. Um, he's actually now, he'd already held the rarest trophy of the contest, but his rarest trophy that he's earned this week puts him both top of the rarest trophy of the week and rarest trophy of the contest, and that is the hero we deserve. In Injustice, Gods Among Men. And that is a 0.33%. So really rare trophies. Someone has got to go hard to beat that because that is is really impressive. So well done to Mark Fraser on that accolade. In second place, Mark was able to pull some ground back on me. Uh, I only scored 23 points this week, which was my lowest total so far of the contest. And that was only helped out by the fact that Saturday morning before I did the update, I was able to sort of dig out another ultra rare trophy in dangerous golf. So that was my rarest trophy, gold digger in dangerous golf at 2.01%. That got me to 23 points, which gives me a total of 832. Um, so pretty pleased with my scoring overall. I'd imagine this week's going to be a bit quiet for me because it's a I am away at the weekend, well, Friday and Saturday. So... Um, Enough time to do the rarity update on the Saturday, depending on how I feel, I've got a long drive, but not enough time to game. So uh, it might be another quiet week for me. And in top spots, still going strong as ever. The only player to have hit 100 points this week, he scored 102, taking him to 1,256 points. So a lead of over 400 now. So huge figures. And that is Mies lot. So George, well done to you. It's absolutely smashing it. Um, might need to slow down to let us give us a, all a little bit of a chance, chancel sort of humor at least but he did the rarest trophy of the week was isologist revenge in minecraft dungeons and that was another very rare so 5.97 percent. so well done to george well done to everybody else for participating um moving quickly swiftly on to the rarest trophies of the week and of the contest so in fifth place for the rarest trophy of the week was Miss goats he'd earned iceologist revenge in minecraft dungeons as i said 5.97 percent, and that was for killer glow killer glow squid using an ice wand in fourth place this week with i'm styling on you, bro in train sim 2 for rro valley venture we're at 5.17 and that was for completing 100 services on rhine Ruhr austin without falling asleep presumably which i think is what that would happen to me if i attempted that trophy in third place, Redbeard Rick with Is This Ithaca, Stranded Deep at 4.44%, and that was for building a campfire on 10 distinct islands. Second place goes to myself, if a gold digger in Dangerous Golf, and that was for earning a single, all single-player gold medals in Australia. And the top contest, uh, sorry, the top trophy of the week was The Hero We Deserve from in- Injustice, Gods and Men by Mark Fraser at 0.33%, and that was for reaching level 100. So well done. Obviously, that must be a pretty tough feat to achieve given it's only a 0.33% rarity. Um, so there was no very little change in the rarest trophies of 2023. The only difference being Mark Fraser replaced his previous best with a, an even rarer one at 0.33%. So in fifth place is Diego with his Tetris effect platinum. Fourth place is yield with his long-standing deep rock, deep rock galactic um, trophy of, of protein. I come in at number three, at 1.14%, so only 0.001% more, than better than yielded for You Got Cornered in Kickoff Revival. Rick is at number two, with Capcom, Okay, k of Hardcore Gamer, at 0.84%. And as I said, Mark Fraser holds the number one spot for both the week and the contest. So the weekly path Platinums, not much to, um, to go through on here. As I said, only two people earned Platinums this week, and both of them scored two each. So starting at the most common platinum that was Stink Palm in playing Save Room, which is a rattle-like game. We had a few people earn the, earn the platinum on that one, and that was at eighty-eight point nine seven percent. Now I think it was higher than that, so I think it was around ninety percent previously. So it is coming down slightly. Um, the next up, the next most or next rarest, no, next common is Stink Palm again. He earned the tr- uh, platinum trophy in the Quarry at thirteen point six two percent. So again, a game that is coming to PS Extra this Tuesday, I believe. So that could be interesting because if people that may see it become rarer, might see it become more common. I haven't played the game, so I couldn't tell you. Um, but if people dabble in it and don't bother going for the platinum, then naturally that will become become rarer. Um, are more people going to go for the platinum than not? Probably probably not. Probably people play the game and dip out because I think it's multiple playthroughs knowing the, the developer and how they do the trophies. So we might see Stink Palm earn extra points in the future weeks and months from that one. The next rarest was by Yield. He had 9.27% in the Church in the Darkness. I know that he's had to looking at trophies that he's earned on that one. I don't know if it's multiple playthroughs, but there seems to be similar trophies related to different people, um, indicating you might have to play sort of similar story modes uh, on different occasions. But well done to Yield. And the rarest of the week was Yield again with Zombie Army Four, at 8.10%. So well done to to Yield on that one. Again, it's not a game that I've played. I keep meaning to start the trilogy. You know, the. Uh, I think we got given that one on Plus as well, Zombie Army Trilogy, um, which obviously is similar to this Sniper. I think it's from the same people who make the Sniper Elite series, but um, I well, plan to get to it at some stage, but I'd say that with hundreds of games, to be honest, but um, it doesn't happen. So there we are. That's your update. Your so hope you're all well. Keep Have a good week, Trophy Hunting. Um, and yeah, and I'll catch you on the other side. Cheers.
1: All right, and we're back. Thank you, Gareth, for the update. Appreciate it. As long, uh, I think this one was twenty-one
2: minutes.
0: Doing great work as usual, and documenting yields climb up the uh, the ladder for the almost, trophy rarity contest.
2: Almost top five. We've almost got two trophy whores in the top five. I,
1: I, I read his Facebook update. Uh, if you if you guys have uh, are not in the Facebook group or in the trophy looting group, go read his updates because they oh they're that's hilarious. Like the, that's the it's like it's, I, it's like a every
2: center update i i i
1: i I wait to see how he roasts me every weekend and I didn't see it this week uh but I didn't earn any trophies but uh somebody told me i I moved up some spots with my legacy trophies
2: yeah you did so. all
1: right so uh oh sorry I'll take a week off and i get uh discombobulated here. <laughs> We're going to throw it to our listener, our Facebook questions. I forgot which button it is, and that's the button.
3: Time to check my social media. Yeah. All
1: right, we're going to do the questions in reverse order this week, just to change it up. Matt G wants to know who do you think would win in a fight? A xenomorph or a necromorph? Yel, we'll go to you first. Well,
2: considering I have no idea which one either is, all, either one is. Considering it's probably from Dead Space, I'll just go with whatever Alex says.
1: All
0: right, Alex. I mean, I am going to go with the Xenomorph. The Xenomorph is far more tactile; like it, it's it's a better tactician. It's also oh, more, more agile. Let me, for,
1: let me pause you for a second. Can you explain us the difference between the two?
0: The xenomorph is the aliens from Aliens. Oh, see, the, I haven't watched Aliens either the Necromorph are the creatures from Dead Space, and, you know, granted there are different Necromorphs, so I mean, the Brute is something that would stand up better against, you know, the Xenomorphs than, than most other things, but the Xenomorph is, you know, like I said, more agile, probably smarter, whereas like the the Necromorphs are more like zombies they're just, come they, they thirst for blood and they're coming after you. The, uh, the Xenomorph knows how to hide so, and, you know it's, it's To me, it's a much more, a scarier creature. I mean, the, the whole point of, um, what was it, alien isolation was the fact that you had to hide from the Xenomorph because you couldn't fight against it. So, or at least you couldn't match up to it one-on-one. You had to use more clever tactics in hiding. And, you know, the Xenomorph has been pitted against the Predator in, you know, in the movie universe. So, I would say Predator and, and Xenomorph are tiers above the Necromorphs. The Necromorphs are dangerous, but... Not as dangerous as as a xenomorph, so I'd have to go with the xenomorph.
1: All right, you're gonna go with that. I don't have an answer either because I could care less about either one, so I don't have an answer.
0: Look, one of our listeners posted this question. You could at least put something together. Come on, don't say, don't you're basically saying you don't care about the, the listener's question.
1: I'm gonna go necromorph because the xenomorph got destroyed by the predator.
0: But you also has to say, would the Predator destroy Necromorphs? Because the, the Predator can has is the, the ability u- camouflage. Camo- it's camo- the, the ultimate camo- hunting machine. Yeah, it's got I technology, pred- it's got camouflage, so like a Necromorph think- wouldn't stand a chance.
1: That's what I'm saying. I think the Predator would win.
0: But the Predator is not part of the equation.
1: I said Necromorphs because how fast a Xenomorph would die to a Predator. I also think a, a, a Necromorph would put up more of a fight towards the Predator, so I'm saying Necromorphs because I think Xenomorphs are a bunch of pussies.
0: All right. We'll see how much you get, hate, hate you get for that comment. But, you know, like I said, uh, there are varying, you know,
1: <laughs> necromorphs. So. Matt G says in the chat, got it. We'll never ask a question again because Chucky doesn't care. I care. I just don't know enough of the backstory to give you
2: an
0: honest Wait, answer. I'm have am Have you never seen
2: any of the Aliens movies?
1: The only one, only Alien movie I've ever seen was uh, Alien vs. Predator.
2: I, I have not seen any of them, and I did not know that that was the technical term for the alien. So,
0: so look. I'm at least a little fluent in
2: it once I realized that I was explained that that was the alien, but still, I. Not enough to give
0: a smart answer. I, I can't, you know, force you guys to watch these movies, but before you all die, you all should watch the first alien. Ridley Scott's Alien which is a, a sci-fi like suspenseful horror movie it's not an action movie and then watch Aliens James Cameron's Aliens which is James Cameron's best movie Say I don't care about any of these other movies Aliens is phenomenal it's a sci-fi action movie and it's actually what about Avatar got uh um, what's his name Bill Bill um Paxton Murray Paxton he's he, yeah he's one of the space Marines in that and the guy Kyle from Terminator I can't remember his name but he's also one of the space Marines phenomenal movie like he, yeah just before you guys die, put those on your bucket list. If you don't like horror movies, okay, fine. I get it, but they are very good movies. Just watch the first two. Don't care about the rest, but they are good all movies.
1: Right. All right. question from Gareth. Oh, this is we've a good all one. U- we've all used the PlayStation 5 interface for a while now. Have you gotten used to it and are happy with it, or are they just still things you ch- you change to improve it, and if so, what? Yield, I know you have a lot to say about this, so I'm going to throw it to Alex first.
0: Good. Mine's pretty simple. I mean, like navigating because everything is so built in and so interact like interactive's not the right word, dummy. But um, because everything is so seamless and you can move so quickly between menus, like go into from the interface to the store. Like navigating the store at one point was difficult for me because I always like get popped out back to the main interface. So um, navigating to that and getting that uh, getting the swing of that, getting the hang of that, has made things much easier on I me. Mean, I'm, I'm better at doing that. So you know, I'm. I'm a simple man with simple pleasures I don't really have a lot of big complaints with the ways everything's set up it's fine with me I like it and I do like how they broke down things with the the games and the media tabs up at the top easy to navigate those and uh, yeah I, I really have no issues but just for me like getting used to going to the store and staying within the store without popping back out to the main interface was my biggest issue
1: Alright, Yield, the floor is yours.
2: So, why I do... I agree with Alex. Getting into the PlayStation Store, navigating the PlayStation Store. The fact that they added a wish list. I, I really like that. Um, other than that, uh, I'm still getting used to the fact that I gotta hit the home button, or the PlayStation button, every time to get to all of my... Uh, other menu options. You know, to look at my trophies party chat, all that, you know, my messages. That is kind of annoying to me. Uh, The biggest annoyance to me is the fact that I can't change my background. So I got to have whatever Sony is pumping to me or whatever I've recently played. And while I don't mind when when I highlight a game, and it puts up a big picture of that game. That I I like. But when I'm doing other things on the system. And they're like, hey, watch this streamer. Because you played Rocket League. Hey, watch this random video. Hey, look at this cosplayer. I'm just like, I I don't care. I'm here to play games. I'm not here to do all that other interactive stuff. But that's me. That's not everybody else. So... I, I'm a minority in this, and the majority have won out. See, and me,
1: I because I I, I use so much technology and so many different interfaces. It, the The PlayStation Five interface only bothered me, if if I want to use that word, when I first got it because it was it it was different from what the PS4 had. But I've gotten used to it. The only thing about the interface that annoys me, and I think they even do this on the four is they sometimes push ads to your cross media bar. And I don't think they should be doing that. You know, oh, try this game. Or uh, I I don't know if it happened on the 4 or the 5, but they downloaded a game onto my system that they thought I'd be interested in and said, play this game. And then you go to play it and it's like, oh, no, you got to buy it first. Don't force download games onto my system. I don't like that at all. Um... But the interface never really bothered me. I, I, I quickly got used to it. I mean, there are some annoyances. Like, every so often, I'll forget that you had to hold down the PlayStation button to get to this menu. Or you just tap it, you get to a different menu. There's two different menus. that depending on if you press the button long enough is what menu you get. There are annoyances. Don't get me wrong. Am I happy with it? Uh, I don't know if I'm happy with it is the right word, but I'm fine with it. There like, could, it
2: there, there could be some fine-tuning done to it
1: absolutely but i would i say i'm happy with it no am i okay with it yes
0: let me ask you a question no. you know when you're shutting the uh the console down you're putting mm-hmm. it in rest mode or sleep mode or whatever you're powering it off so you print you have to hold down the, the ps button and then you you know you go to log out and it takes you back to that screen with all the other you know all the accounts that are on there and then you can from there go down and press shut off um you, uh, you, I, I don't even do that I don't go back to the menu with all the different accounts on it is there a way I to just, just like one step like shut it down because like you could do that with every, every other console in this one I feel like I have to take the extra step
1: no you could uh, see now this is where I'm going to get into it because I'm turning my system on right now just to confirm this um, It's. I don't know if you just press the Playstation button or you hold down the Playstation button but it brings up whatever brings up the bottom menu if you just go all the way to the right you can just shut it off
0: Okay, good to know. Because that's one thing that's kind of like... It's not terrible, but it's kind of an annoyance to where it's like, oh, I'll go through this extra menu. I will say that with like all the, like, the new PlayStation interface, like I love the... Um, it was, at first, hard to find. Like When you take screenshots in a game, which everyone knows I love, taking in-game screenshots, you know, Horizon, Ghost Shishima, these games are beautiful. Of course I want to take pictures of them. But it was um, hard to find okay. the media gallery at first. And I feel like they could have done... You know, as much as they want people to share... like. They have screenshots go straight to the PlayStation app. You can download them to your phone from there or your computer. And the fact that they want everyone to share all this stuff, having the media gallery kind of hidden away was something that I was a little more than annoyed with. Mean, I can find it now, but I think they could definitely do better to highlight your media gallery.
1: All right. I just confirmed if you're in the game, right? You're in the game. You just hit the PlayStation button, just tap it, and just press down and, all, and then press all the way to the right. You could just shut up you power that way.
0: Okay, I see it now. Okay.
1: Uh, okay. So now we're going to go into everybody's favorite topic. And, of course, I'm saying that with sarcasm. I was say,
2: you better be sarcastic when you say that.
1: Uh, okay. So we're going to get into a little bit of the, the merger. But this doesn't involve Activision Blizzard. This is more in the terms of Bethesda uh okay so
2: why why is Bethesda with the merger
1: okay so that's why these two are related is because what Sony's saying about Bethesda is why Sony's so against Activision Blizzard okay let me get into the topic then you'll understand what I'm saying okay all right so this article is coming from playstationlifestyle.net and is written by Rebecca Smith uh, the latest round of documents pertaining to the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal has emerged and one other new revelation has come out of them is Sony's convinced Elder Scrolls 6 will be exclusive to Xbox. This statement was made as part of the reason why Sony believes Microsoft could make Call of Duty exclusive in the future. Sony has already stated that they do not trust Microsoft's exclusivity statements because of how Bethesda games were have been handled since the company's acquisition in 2021. While Microsoft did not make any previously released games exclusive to Xbox, the upcoming Starfield will only be released on the Xbox Series and PC, and according to Sony, Elder Scrolls 6 will be an Xbox exclusive. Quote Microsoft is fond of arguing with its prior acquisitions, it did not make the existing already released games it acquired exclusive to Xbox, but the foregoing conclusion foreclosure concern in this case is not about past releases of call of duty it's about the impact of microsoft making the new call of duty releases which are launched every year exclusive as it has done for the new release of starfield and elder scrolls following the acquisition of zedimax in 2021 as per pfs explain these releases were announced in 2018 and were not expected at that time to be xbox exclusives It was only after acquiring ZeniMax that Microsoft's Phil Spencer revealed that all along the deal had been about, quote, delivering great exclusive games, end quote, for Xbox. Uh, That's the end of the quote. Officially, platforms have not been confirmed for Elder Scrolls 6 yet. Xbox CEO Phil Spencer has previously hinted that the game could be an Xbox exclusive, although previous documents submitted during the arguments have hinted that the game may come to PS5 after all. Either way, you can see why Sony may be worried about the future of Call of Duty. So, this article this this conversation it, i I don't want it to be about the merger, so to speak, but Sony does bring up a point that when these games were announced, Starfield, Redfall, and Elder Scrolls, it was before Microsoft bought them, and although they never explicitly said whether it was going to be exclusive or it was coming to both consoles or three consoles, you have to understand that Sony has a point in this saying, you know, it was advertised, we're going to be getting Starfield, we're going to be getting Redfall, we're going to be getting Elder Scrolls. Now that Microsoft has bought them, they've made the decision, which is within their right, to make them exclusive. If that's the case, and two out of three games already have been confirmed exclusive, why wouldn't Microsoft do this to Call of Duty? So, I'll open up the floor. Yield, I'll let you start.
2: So, I mean, that is a safe and valid argument. Um, the one thing I want to say is, hasn't, weren't the original Elder Scrolls games Xbox exclusive? It was just a couple in the middle that they made multi-console. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not really an Elder Scrolls guy.
1: I will Google it, but I've, I was never an Elder Scrolls guy either, but I will look it up.
2: I could be wrong. I thought they were more of an Xbox thing. Up until like maybe the three, and then they trickled over. Um, yeah, that's kind of about it. I mean, I can see their argument, and I, I can't really say that's a dumb argument because it's not. But
1: okay, so I have a list of their games. Okay, Elder Scrolls Arena was PC, Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall was PC, Elder Scrolls Legend Battlespire was PC. Elder Scrolls Adventure of Redguard was PC. Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind was PC and Xbox. Elder Scrolls 3 Tribunal was PC. Elder Scrolls 3 Moon was PC. Uh, Elder Scrolls Travels Shadowkey NG. I don't know what that is. NG? I don't know. Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion was 360 PC and PS3. Elder Scrolls 4, uh, Knights of the Nine was PC. Elder Scrolls f- 4, Shivering Isles was 360 and PC. Skyrim was 360 PC and PS3. It's on your toaster. Skyrim, uh, Skyrim Dawn, Dawn Guard was uh, PS3, Xbox 360 and PC. Elder Scrolls 5, uh, Skyrim Hellfire Hearthfire was 360 and PS3. Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Dragonborn was PS3, PC, and 360. Elder Scrolls Online was PC, and Elder Scrolls Legends was PC and iOS. So, the only Elder Scrolls game that I see on this that was Xbox exclusive, which I'm just taking a guess here, was DLC, not actual full games.
2: Well, 3 was an Xbox Oh well, 3, I'm PC. sorry, 3. And then the three, yeah, three. And then and then there was one after three. The Skyrim series was multi was multi console. And that sounds about it. There might have been uh, one other one.
1: Well, okay. Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion was three sixty PC and uh, PS3. And then there's two other things for Elder Scrolls 4, Knights of the Nine and uh Shivering Isles, which were uh well, Shivering Isles was three sixty, the other one was just PC only. Um yeah. Main games, I think, from four on. But I don't know if you want to say the first three were exclusive unless you want to say they were PC exclusive. So. Uh, I don't know. Like, I I, I think Sony makes a point here to say that we can't trust that Microsoft is, is going to do their deal. Um. I mean, me, me personally, like, like Sony's getting a lot of shit right now because uh, they're saying that Microsoft offered, offered them a 10-year deal to bring Call of Duty to the, to the PlayStation. I, I'm i sorry. Maybe I'm being a Sony fanboy here, but I look at that only uh, as Microsoft saying, hey, listen, we offered the olive branch. They decided not to take it. And after 10 years, we can do whatever the hell we want. So I, I, I don't know if Sony's getting the right amount of hate for this. Uh, Alex, your thoughts, sir?
0: It's really hard for Sony to make this argument when the biggest straw of their consoles is the exclusive games that the companies that they own make, and they have themselves purchased a lot of studios. The reason Sony's as strong as they are first party is because they purchased pretty much all of their studios or the lion's share of them. So Sony has to be really careful making this argument because they, uh, their future purchases, Microsoft can turn around and be like, Hey, if they're going to buy this group, then we can't let them do that because you yeah, because
2: we can't have
0: because they they may you know, the Spider-Man games, games. they can't they can't buy Capcom because they may turn Resident Street Evil Fighter and Resident game Evil yeah yeah so they need to be really careful with this argument because it, it could easily be used against them but I mean Destiny was a game they bought Bungie but Destiny is going to remain multi platform and I think that's part of the deal is that Bungie wanted to remain through be a part of Sony, but also retain some autonomy and keep their stuff multi-platform, so that was probably part of that deal. Now, going forward, Sony may keep more things multi-platform because of the antitrust issues and trying to avoid that, but the question isn't whether Microsoft is going to turn any of these games exclusive to their console, the, the or whether they're going to put them on Game Pass or whatever. The question is, is does this purchase make it You know, difficult for other people within the games industry to conduct business? Is Microsoft with its purchase going to become so strong that it's going to hurt the overall competitiveness of the video games industry? And Sony's not proving that point and not even addressing that with this argument. They're just saying well they may turn this stuff exclusive. Okay, but the games industry is, you know, billions and billions of dollars and it doesn't all revolve around Call of Duty regardless of whether Call of Duty is the top of the charts at some point every year or not. Look at Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto is, in some cases, still outselling Call of Duty, the newest Call of Duty release. So clearly, everything doesn't hinge upon Call of Duty. So I don't think this argument... I mean, is Sony right they could do that? Sure. But also, who cares? Because that's not the question at hand when talking about the merger. It's clearly... I mean, I just think, yeah, it just makes Sony look worse by crying about this. Because it's like, well, Sony, you have so many exclusives that you keep... Because they're your first-party studios. How do you expect everyone else to buy studios and then keep everything on your console? Just so I thought, this just Sony's looked foolish with that argument this entire time. I don't think it helps okay. that I, case. I, well, I, you know, I, I, I
2: didn't think about that. I mean, what Alex says is right. I mean, but, the only I, the only reason sorry. the only reason Xbox is lacking from their last from the one to now the XS. Did I say that right? One X... Anyway, you get what I'm
1: saying. Just say the the Xbox series.
2: Yeah, the series. From the one to the series is their lack of exclusives. And since... And we've all kind of poked fun at them. Since they've bought all these studios up, besides Starfield, that's set to come out this year, tell me an exclusive that's come out of all the studios that they bought. They've got Starfield. I'm giving you one. Redfall. What's what's Redfall?
0: Uh, Because I haven't heard of that. I've heard of Starfield. Tricky tricky, had mentioned earlier about a game that was supposed to come out from Bethesda and it was going to be multi-platform, but but Microsoft decided Uh, to keep it as an exclusive now. I mean, I think the one other game that I can point to is Psychonauts. I mean, Psychonauts was a crowdfunding game that was announced before Double Fine was ever purchased by Microsoft. But there was a time where that game was still in development when they were under Microsoft, so I think that people would count that as a Microsoft game studio, Psychonauts 2. Well, I meant exclusive. So we
2: ended up getting Psychonauts 2. I mean, but well, I'm, Yeah, because it, it was
0: crowdfunded. You can't be like, okay, well, we're going to, you know, this was multi and because, you know, we had people put their money into it. We can't then turn it to an exclusive because some of the people would have put money into it with the idea that it's going to also be on other consoles.
1: All right, so Redfall, I just Googled it, and I put a link into the chat
2: for you. Uh, you yeah, all. I'm lo- trying to load it right now. Um, so it's another Bethesda game. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, what? Where did it go? I, I just lost it. I'm sorry. Uh, it's it's No, 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 no. It's it's a first-person shooter video game. Uh, it's developed by Arcane Studios, Austin, and published by Bethesda. It's coming out in May of this year. Um, but going back to your argument, you, uh, uh, Alex... I think the hole in your argument comes down to Sony is producing their games internally. Where the argument to be made by Sony in this case is that they're taking a powerhouse of a game and we can't deny that Call of Duty is not a powerhouse of the game. Uh, they're taking a powerhouse of the game and potentially making that exclusive. To 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 just to stay in... Your little argument there that's like Sony turning around and buying 2K and then making Grand Theft exclusive and taking it away from Xbox. I think the same argument can be made is that these games were multi console, they are powerhouse sellers, and now we're making them exclusive. Now, is that a strong enough argument to stop the merger? I don't think it is because I think Sony. As much as they are worried, are going to be just fine with their exclusive games and probably step up their fucking game to get their first-person shooters off the off the market. But I think the only the, the only hole in your argument is that Microsoft didn't internally develop Call of Duty and they're just buying a powerhouse, where Sony turns around and says we are making our powerhouses and we're keeping the exclusive, but they've always been exclusive. That's that that's the only argument that I would make uh to what you said, Alex.
0: But again, they have to be careful with that argument because I guarantee someone at Microsoft wrote that down because if they do to try to purchase a company with a long running series and then they try to make that long running series exclusive, Microsoft's gonna be like, Hey, remember what y'all said about this? So I'm I think it's a paper oh, no, th- thin argument. It's a paper slope. thin argument and it can be used against them in the future.
1: It, oh, it's definitely a slippery slope. Because this could backfire on Sony. But I, I'm that that's the only comparison I would make. Yield uh what do you think about uh, what I said about Alice's argument? Do you Sorry. think I'm, I'm i I have some some something some validity in what I'm saying or no?
2: Sorry, I was watching the Redfall trailer. Uh, give me a synopsis of what you just said.
1: Basically I said I, I think that the the, 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 the hole in Alice's argument is that by Microsoft buying Call of Duty, which is a powerhouse sale, you know, so, like he argued that it could backfire on Sony because Sony has exclusives that they keep exclusive, but they developed those internally where Microsoft went out and bought a powerhouse title and now could potentially make that exclusive. And I said, and, and in comparison, that's like Sony buying 2K and then making Grand Theft Auto 6 exclusive to the PlayStation.
2: Not being business smart, I guess I would say. I would say that you have an argument with that argument, or you have a strong base with that argument. I personally, I'm, I, I agree with Alex in the sense of if Sony was to lose Call of Duty, it's not a big of a deal as we're made I shouldn't say we. It's not as big of a deal as Sony's making it out to be, in my personal opinion, because Sony's got a strong enough uh, exclusive library that just because Call of Duty went exclusive, it—I mean, it'll hurt them, but it's oh, not, it, it. not going to be the end of Sony.
1: Well, I, I also said that. As well, I think I think they're, I think they're too worried about losing Call of Duty, but I think that if they do lose Call of Duty. It'd make them step up their game I'm, and coming out with their own first-person shooters to it, compete with.
2: Exactly, and I and I'm almost saying that we're they're making a mountain out of a molehill, and that's a kind of a strong exaggeration because this really isn't a molehill, but it's not the big mountain that they're making it out to be either. Anyway, I was watching Trailer for Redfall, and it looks kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, but it's exclusive to Xbox now.
2: That's okay. Okay, so might be unrelated to the topic, but I'm going to say this anyway. Good exclusives for Xbox is good for everybody. If you want to follow me down this trail. Okay. Good exclusives for Xbox, in essence, would probably stir up the old console wars again. Gaming, at its best maybe, was during the console wars. Because you had exclusives on both sides that you wanted to play. So you either sided with one or you sided with the other. Now, we're at the age where if Microsoft were to produce enough exclusives, I would consider buying an Xbox and then I could could play both. But, exclusives will drive the industry because like you said, if Sony was to lose Call of Duty... They would develop their own war-ish first-person shooter that would rival Call of Duty for the PlayStation fan base. And then those two games, in essence, would go at war with each other to be the game gamers want to play. So I feel that it would help the industry. While Sony is still not going lax on their storytelling, because that's what real, what makes their exclusives really good, is their... In, inclu, no, inclusive is probably not the right word, but their stories. Their story-driven games. If Xbox were to start pumping out good story-driven games, it would push Sony to be even better, and then vice versa. So, it's just my opinion here, but... I mean,
1: I mean just to bring it to something that we all love, like wrestling, like, I think... Even though I don't like AEW, I think having AEW around
2: is good for the business. Is help
1: is good for WWE because we're put. You know, it's it's causing Triple H to have to better stories. Correct. And right now, arguably, you could say the Bloodline is probably the best storyline in wrestling right now. Now, arguably, I'm not. I'm not trying to start up a, a you know a wrestling war.
2: No, no. But, but I, I get what. You're, no, you're right.
1: Uh, that that the whole thing with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, I think it's
0: great. Well, I mean, look look at the pop when Sami Zayn and, and Owens hugged each other on Friday on SmackDown, like where they the, the, oh see the, the, you spoiled it. Well, the, yeah, the, I, the, I was
1: watching SmackDown before the show. No, well, the I crowd to was chanting "Hug it
0: out, hug it out," and they did, and they got a monster pop. I mean, it may be it's a contention probably for the biggest pops of all time. I'll say, but yeah, well,
1: think of, think of the pop when Zayn hit Reigns in the in the back with the. The, the chair at the... Was it the Rumble?
0: Yeah, it was at the Rumble. No, just just watch this, because the, the pop is... I mean, that was a big one, too, but this, this pop- one, arguably, is, is bigger. Really? Okay. Yeah, I,
2: I, I saw the highlight. The place went nuts.
0: Uh,
1: I mean, just... <clears throat> I think competition breeds creativity because everybody wants to step up their game. Everybody wants to do, you know, better because they want to beat the other side. Uh... Yield, I know you said many times the console wars are dead. I don't think they are. I think as gamers, we may have laxed on arguing with each other, but I think the console wars are extremely in effect still.
2: Well, they've definitely heated up with with the acquisitions, all right? Because now you can see battle lines are being drawn. Whereas before, everybody was... You know, not everybody, but the vast majority of everybody was living in in the multi platform universe, right? You know, I, I will make it. Well, now we're we we do not necessarily have that. Everybody's getting bought. Everybody's gotten bought up since COVID. All right, come under our umbrella. Come under our umbrella. All right. Sony is well known since the four. Right at the end of the three, end of the four, are pumping out just these story driven exclusives, and Xbox just hasn't been there. That's what we've said. We've said this the, the weakest part of Xbox's lineup is the fact that they don't have any powerhouse exclusives. Halo has kind of got... Well, I shouldn't say kind of. Halo's gotten stale. And that's really all you have with Xbox. Starfield. Now, this is going to be something that's going to, uh, hopefully, s- stir things. Oh, They also had uh, Sea of Thieves. So you got Sea oh. of Thieves. Halo's gotten stale. They... They need these devout these studios that they've bought up to pump out some exclusives that make you go, "Man, I want to play that!" You know, I mean, we were all bummed when they bought Ninja Theory because we wanted to see, uh, Hel- Hellblade. Hellblade Two, right? Uh, the last I heard, ain't no one talked about it in a long
0: time.
1: Yeah, that that's the point I was gonna make when you when you were done, uh, Alex. You said you started saying something.
0: Oh, I was just going to say that I think that I mean one game series that I will say that Yield failed to mention is probably their best game series, their most consistent one. That's Forza. I think that that's. Oh, okay. I forgot that. Sorry. No, you're fine. I when like I don't think they've handled their own IP very well, but I think that's the one example that you can point to that you can say, okay, they've done this very well, and Turn Ten has done that very well as the, the studio that develops it. But that's all.
2: You you are right. That that is probably one of the best, what the, or considered what one the, of the best. Uh, racing sims,
1: yeah. And, I mean, and just in comparison, I mean, Sony does have their own wrestling sim in uh, Gran Turismo, but Forza obviously blows it out of the water every year. Yes. Uh uh The other thing I, I just forgot my other point I was going to make. I, you brought up Hellblade, and I'm like, yeah. When that got announced, every, all of us were bummed because we wanted to see, uh, you know, the next Hellblade, and then, like you said, like. I think Microsoft is bumbling that because when was the last time we heard anything about Hellblade?
2: The last time I saw something about it was somebody posted an article kind of about it's gone quiet. They've gone, like, dark, so to speak.
1: Matt G in the chat says, maybe Sony should put Spider-Man 2 as a good-faith gesture to the newfound non-exclusivity platform. I don't think... I was about to say I don't think PlayStation has that right because it's Sony, but you said Sony. Sony owns the rights to Spider Man. I know that. In in digital media form, as far as video games and uh, movies. I don't know. Like, I think exclusive exclusive games. I think it breeds competition and that's good for the industry. But you know, obviously, you know, and this is just me being jaded. I think it sucks when an exclusive game goes to a console that I don't own because now I feel like I got to buy that console. Like, Hel- to, uh, like Hellblade. Yeah, like, but see, okay, and, and this is this is just a thought, and I'm not trying to dig at Microsoft here, but even when Hellblade comes out, I don't feel the need to go buy a series because I can just play it on my PC. I can spend the $60, get a Xbox controller, and play it on my PC, and I don't have to worry about that. No. So, th- see, this is this is why it bothers me a little bit on the fact of when Sony's making this argument, is because even if Call of Duty does go exclusive, you know they're going to put it on PC, and you can still play it. Now, granted, you have to have a game in PC, or somewhat equivalent to play it to its highest qualities, but I I don't think there's enough people out there that own a, a a you know a killer PC rig that's gonna be able to play in the highest sentence.
2: Correct. I know I don't.
1: Right. I mean the the the, the PC sitting next to me. I, I I'm not saying this to brag or anything. You know I spent uh you know nearly three k on this PC, and you know I've had it what five years now.
2: Is that your multicolored water cooled one? Yes. Okay.
1: Um now I've had it five years and it could still probably run Warzone at its highest specs. Now it, it, it I'm well, I think I'm two maybe one or two generations behind on the graphics card, but that's simply just go out and, you know, hope to find one because they're so rare to find them. But go out and get another uh another graphics card up the ram a little bit and I'm good to go. Uh Imagie says inside my Spider Man. Yeah, I know what you were talking about. Um, but I, I think Insomniac got that because of Sony's exclusivity with Spider-Man. Uh, I don't know. Somebody was, it sounded like somebody was about to say something, and I cut him off.
2: No, no. I was going to say, yeah, you, that guy was agreeing with you. Oh.
0: All right. So
1: at this time,
2: unless you guys have any
1: further comments, I think we could wrap up the show. Sure. I
0: think
2: we're safe. Okay.
1: Okay, uh, so some little housekeeping before we co- officially close out the show and do our shout-outs. I will not be here next week. I am going to PAX East. I am going to be gone for the entire weekend. So you're going to have Alex, Yield, and Daryl on the show covering uh, it, whatever information they cover from PAX. It's going to be sent to set, sent to them by me, and they may not have all the information. So uh, Bear with us. You no. Know, yeah, bear with them because I'm gonna be going from meeting to meeting to meeting, and I might not have time to give them the full information. So if something gets dropped next week on the show, do not blame them. Just blame the fact that you know it. It's if you have ever been to a Pax, you know it's kind of crazy. So you how have you been to a how
2: how is it looking? How is it looking? As, as, how it, it looking? as, as in, how, how, how do I want to say this? I mean, I, I mean, I know your book, but um. With who, I have forty-three
1: with, appointments in four days.
2: With who you're going to see? Yes. Is there anything possible of interest that we'd be excited about?
1: <coughs> That's a hard question to answer.
2: It is. I know. I know. It's because we got to stay vague. Because but but um, okay. Is well, there any interesting developers that you're talking to? There. I'll put it yes. that way.
1: Yes, but you- I can't tell you who they are. I can't tell you who they are and I can't tell you what they are what games they're uh, making because I've had to sign an NDA. 14 NDAs at this point. Oh. And I'm still waiting back from other people uh make appointments. But I have like I think it's over 40 appointments in the 4 days. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Hope- going to be running back to back to back.
2: Well, hopefully we get some good stuff. Well, hopefully you didn't overbook yourself to the point where it sounds like you already did. That you will yeah. actually be able to go to the show floor and enjoy yourself.
1: Well, you'll, you've you been to PAX with me.
2: I have been did- to PAX with you. You don't enjoy yourself. You, you, I do not You enjoy, enjoy yourself by. by going and interviewing people.
1: I, I, I think the best part of PAX, which I'm unfortunately not going to be able to do this year, is when I take everybody out to dinner. We could just sit back, relax, and just you know have a good night. Uh, I forget the year you went, where we went to dinner.
2: Well, the one we went to, I don't remember what year it was. I'd have to look up stuff. Um, we went to Wahlburgers.
1: Oh, did you go to Almonove with us? That's the restaurant across the street from Wahlburgers?
2: Or maybe that's where we went. Yeah,
1: Almonove, I think we went to.
2: Yeah, because uh, the goddess wanted to go.
1: Yes, and one year I took uh, Luke and Troy. We went to uh, Ruth Chris. And twice we've gone to Rock Bottom.
2: And and I made you guys stop at Friendlies.
1: Yes, you did. I did. Uh, And you weren't... Okay, so the year you went was you and Donnie. Yes. Okay, so... Because all uh, of us
2: were supposed to be there. Alex had some unfortunate family things that popped up and he was not unable to come.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I still, I think my favorite PAX moment so far is uh, me, Troy, and Luke were in the car going back to the hotel and there was a guy in a wheelchair in front of us in the turn lane and one of us made the comments this guy can't be going on the highway. Sure enough, the light turned green that mofo hit the motor on his wheelchair and was doing 40 miles an hour down
0: the highway <laughs> in a wheelchair uh get it, Alex. we're all playing checkers and he's playing chess i hopefully i hope he got to where he wanted to go safely because i well there
1: there was a hospital literally across the street from where we saw him so we kind of thought like he was making a jailbreak Whatever he had on that wheelchair. But
0: that mofo was moving. Yeah, something got something from the Fast and the Furious movie set. I if you're gonna make a jailbreak, clearly there I mean you're in Boston. You don't have to get on the highway. Clearly there's other places to get away. I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that well, guy I, got I, safely to wherever he's supposed to go. I,
1: I'm also thinking like if you're making a jailbreak, I don't think you're stopping for red lights. Well,
0: he doesn't want to draw attention to himself.
1: The guy was in a hospital gown. You-
0: dude, you better stop at red lights if you're in a wheelchair because if you don't, you're liable to get hit by a car. And Well,
1: this was a left turn lane at red light to go onto the highway, and the guy was in a hospital gown, so... No. Anyway. anyway. Uh, and Somebody else was making a remark about how many Dunkin' Donuts there were around because in the area from the hotel to the convention, I think we, we counted, there was 20 different Dunkin' Donuts in that span.
0: Talk about can't, just count, cannibalizing direction. your sales.
1: Just just in one direction. We never counted the other direction. All right, anyway. So, yes, I'm not going to be here next week. i going to have Daryl as, as my replacement. So there probably won't be a live show unless I can get either Alex Yield or Daryl to set up uh, the, the Twitch stream, which I think would just be too much of a process. So probably won't be a live show next week. Uh, But, of course, the YouTube video. Oh, speaking of YouTube. Sorry. Sorry. My fault. Alex, you asked me to do this, and I totally forgot. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have a YouTube question? Yep, gotta hit the button again.
3: Time to check my social media, yeah.
1: I was hoping the sound would, you know, last a little long so I can get to the, uh, the comment in time. Our videos, hold on, I'm getting there. I'm hitting there. I'm getting there. do, 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 do. Uh, okay, so this comment is coming from episode 561, uh, which was right after the uh, state of play. Uh, Doc Chicken 13 says, I think microtransactions are okay for cosmetics, especially for smaller developers that could really utilize the extra cash. But I do agree that big companies like Rockstar are going down the drain because there are too many suckers who drain their bank accounts into stuff like GTA Online. Rockstar had no incentive to fund other projects because why add competition to their cash cow? Microtransactions, along with exclusive deals, have also destroyed most sports games, especially Madden, but that's more due to the NFL's greed with the awful EA exclusivity since 2005. If we could only go back to the days of NFL 2K and Madden competing, those 2005 iterations were classics that were better than any subsequent NFL game. The card modes in sports games are also insanely predatory, and parents need to make sure their kids aren't falling into that trap. So, Alex, I'll go to you first.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, with... I think that developers and publishers need to be careful with microtransactions and giving the advantage, you know, to some to people who can afford to spend the money. You know, all you're going to do... i sure you make, may make a little extra money off people, but you're certainly going to dry up your user base because people are going to see it as, you know, the old phrase, pay to win. And who really wants to be a part of that? I don't want to... People want to be better based on their skill. They want to do well based on their skill. They don't want to have to pay money to be just for, you know arbitrarily says so like okay well now I have access to this gun so even though I'm good enough to play this game I now have the tools I need to be better than other people and uh, yeah so I think that most people try to avoid that and co- so cosmetics are the easy way to go I mean real I mean we all like to cu- we all like customization to some degree maybe not like an entire worlds but we definitely do like to make our character our own so that they feel different and unique from another character or from everybody else playing that game so it makes sense you know what' said yield. Yeah, I agree
2: with the microtransactions for cosmetics, but definitely not a pay to win t- pay, pay to win type deal. I I I believe I agree with him where I am more acceptable with it when it's a smaller studio because they're trying to generate cash flow for themselves whereas where when it's a bigger studio, it just feels like you just want a piece of their pie that they're trying to survive and you're fine with the game that you're making, and now you're trying to bleed more money out of it. I hope that made some sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, Uh, to me, I mean... I'm sorry, sorry. I kind of cut you off there, but just real quick, I think it also matters if the game has a long-term plan, like if it's a game, uh, uh, a live service game, where am I buying these cosmetics that I can use in this game for years to come, and not just like hey, you can purchase these cosmetics, so once you get done playing through the single-player game, you're done with them. So, I mean, I think that matters, having a plan for the future for this game if you're going to sell cosmetics. People buy them, and they want to be able to use them for a while.
1: See, you bring up cosmetics, and uh, just to wrap it back to, like, the Division 2, the Division 2 right now has an apparel event going on in which uh, there are 36 things to unlock? I think so. Um... I think it's 36. Uh, but you get a cache key to open up a cache every four levels. So if you do the math, that's quite a, a lot to to have to level up to unlock everything. And there's an exclusive item behind that. Uh, now, you don't need uh, to buy uh, what they call the, uh, the pass to get that stuff. But, you know, get, you spend $10 and you get like 100 rows of things you can get. You, know, you get one thing for every level, but on the free level, you only get like every five levels or so you get something. I I don't have like – I inherently, I don't have a problem with microtransactions if it's not pay to win. I, I think I agree with both the boys on this. If it's not pay to win, I have no problem with transas- microtransactions because ultimately I feel like you have the power to – if this isn't worth it to you, don't buy don't it. Don't buy it, yep. How, how many times have you guys have said – I don't know if I'm going to buy the Rocket Pass this time for Rocket League because there's not enough things on there that I want.
2: Yes, correct. So,
1: so I, I, I don't have a problem with microtransactions. I don't have a problem with developers putting them in, in the games. I, do I think they could be predatory? Yes. Do I think it kind of promotes gambling? Maybe. But ultimately, you are the gamer. You don't have to do it. And he also brought up a point about uh, parents and their kids. I'm sorry. It may be a, a hot take, but you're the fucking parent. Don't give your kids your credit card. Simple as that. Sweet Mama D has never bought anything on the PlayStation Network without my approval. And even when she calls, like she gets an allowance from me and she calls me up and says, hey, dad, I'm playing something on the switch. I want to buy something. And she goes, can I use my credit card? And I said, absolutely not. I said, I, I will use your card, I will buy a, a eShop card, and then you can put the code in, but you're not to put your credit card on that that on the on the internet for various reasons, other than, you know, somebody could hack it and steal it and all the other shit. But she, you know, I teach her responsibility where the money, and I tell her, you get X amount of dollars every week. You want to spend 75% of that on something in a game, that's fine, but don't call me up in a week, and in a couple of days and say, hey, I want to get something at the store and I don't have enough money you got to learn the value of the dollar. You're the parent. You make that choice. I'm off my soapbox. Uh, All right. So we're done with the comment on this. Anybody have any final things to say?
2: Was there anything else you needed to do to Alex was reminding Uh, you? Alex? There was was a YouTube question. Was there there another one? I thought there was something else.
1: uh, He didn't introduce... Uh, Sid and Gareth last week. There's no Sid this week, and I introduced Gareth, so we're good. Okay, we're oh, good. Hi, Gareth. You're in the chat. Hi, Gareth. Um, so I'm making an announcement. Uh oh. So I don't know how much Alex and Yild are aware of this, but there's been a run-in contest in the Twitch chat that if you type a hidden word, you get a hundred-dollar PSN card. And the longest time, nobody's typed that word which I find funny because it's a very common word that somebody would say in a Twitch chat, but nobody has ever gotten to it. Trophy. So here's here, no, here's my announcement. I'm going to PAX. The first person to find me and tell me the New York Rangers goalie's name is going to win a $100 PSN card. If nobody finds me in the four days, I'm going to up the Twitch chat uh, goal... To $200 PSN cards. So you can either find me and tell me the goalie's name, which is easy to do. Dominic
0: Kashuk. I win. What do I win?
1: Uh, one, you have to be at PAX. Two, Dominic Kashuk retired a long time ago. And three, he played for the Buffalo Sabres.
0: Damn right. Hey, but it's still New York.
1: No, that's Canada. That's
0: the state of New York. Shut up.
1: That's state of no. New York. No. Anything above the five boroughs is Canada.
0: Act like you went to school and you learned geography.
1: I did. Anything above the Bronx is Canada. You know,
0: actually, I can believe that they would teach that in New York schools. They, they, <laughs> they probably do. I don't know.
1: Anyway, so find me with a $100 PSN card. All you have to do is sell me the goalie for the New York Rangers. And no, I'm not going to give you his name now. You actually have to do some work and find it. Uh, and not the backup goalie. You have to tell me the starting goalie. Uh, with that being said, go check out our merch shop. Proving Gamer merchandise, uh, hats, no, no, no hats, t-shirts. I I get you excited there for a second. You before. did. I was like, oh, hats, uh, t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, mouse pads, cups, bath mats, all that stuff. Zip up uh, hoodies
2: or just pullover hoodies? Pull uh, zip up and pull over. Is it is it tagged on the Facebook group? Like pinned uh, at the top.
1: It is not. But I can get you a link and I will pin it there.
2: You should pin it to the top of the Facebook group.
1: Probably should. Uh, Any proceeds uh, for the month of April? Well, well, you know what? I'll extend it. Any proceeds from the end of March, uh, from now until May 1st, any proceeds that we make are going to be donated to Extra Life. So go check that out. We do have a special... A uh, shirt coming out, which I think is going to be a little controversial, but I think it's funny. Um, and we may get sued for it. Just putting it out there. You may get sued for it. I ain't getting sued for nothing. Yes. I, I may get sued for it, but I, I think we did, we changed the license
2: just enough to avoid legalities. A- avoid copyright issues. Are we talking about the Donkey Kong?
1: No. That's not Donkey Kong. Stop. We have to, we, we do have to come up with a name for him, though. Trophy Kong. yield do you have Yul, Yul, Do you have any idea what we're talking about?
2: A little bit now, maybe. It's remember
1: the videos I showed you of the yeah the, the, yeah the monkey walking across. Yeah, that's what he's talking about. He says, it "Look, Alex says it looks like Donkey Kong."
2: Well, it, uh, that's the first line I thought of. It's, oh my
1: god! What am I going to do with you guys?
2: Well, come I'm, on! I, what other? I'm eight? not. I'm never taking eight? you two
1: i have never taken you two to commit a crime with me because you'll just knock right away.
2: Yeah, it's Donkey Kong. What other ape is in video games?
0: Cranky Kong. That's that's Indy still Kong. the same license. That's still the same it's property. Still the same, yeah, it's King, still the same property. Look, Tricky, if you think King that Kong. I'm getting in trouble for your cockamamie schemes, whatever you're trying to do, no, I'm not going to be a part of that. So please do what, not include what, me.
1: Once we, once we end the show, I'll tell you the idea, and then you guys can tell me whether or not. I should do it also
0: I want to point out that usually you don't catch shit for trying to keep people out of a courtroom you know that's just what we're trying to do we're trying to keep you from getting sued sir Uh,
1: uh, but yeah any proceeds until May 1st are going to go to Extra Life Uh, we're going to get start talking about Extra Life plans soon Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Homer Uh, this isn't my shout out but I want to give a shout out to Homer for finally paying up his bet through the help of Yield thank you Yield for helping that you're welcome I'm up 50%. You're up
2: 50%? I want 50%. Oh, You want to
1: take money from the kids? Finders F- fee.
2: <laughs> Finders fee. There you go. You, you you try to take money out of the kids. Finders fee, man.
1: Alright, so let's do shout outs. Yield, we'll start with you, sir.
2: Uh, Shout out to Alex, Nitro, and Riley for some uh Rocket League on Thursday. Shout out to Papern Dyer, Scum, Homer gets stuffed and Riley for some Diablo on Friday and Diablo 3 on Friday and Saturday night. We are currently working on our hardcore playthrough. So, unfortunately, Diablo 3 is not very many points in the rarity, but um, we're actually having fun playing through that game. Uh, A shout-out to Nitro, Tricky, and JT for the Assassin's Creed 4 MP boost that we are doing. Uh, shout out to Alex and Tricky For recording tonight Shout out to Nitro, Matt G And Gareth for and anybody else Who hung out in Twitch tonight Shout out to Gareth For not only the rarity contest But his updates that he does uh, I enjoy reading those Every week Not only just to see How I did But to see how everybody else did So uh, If you're not a part of that uh, Hit Gareth up on the Facebook group. Uh, I think that's it for the moment.
1: You you want to know how I know that we're running a little long on the show? How? When Neptune Princess 86 enters the Twitch chat.
2: Okay, what does that mean? Is that... Is that...
1: That's uh, uh, Ashley. Uh
2: oh.
1: So that, this is when she comes in to say, end the show. Get,
0: get, get, come on. Get off the show. <laughs> well, Al- to be fair, she oh, doesn't she's, normally she's do that, and we bored. don't have the last of us to watch anymore because they wrapped up the final, the season finale last week, which, by the way, Tricky and Daryl on Proven Gamer Patreon, Trophy they, uh they did a an episode with the final finale wrap-up.
1: We did. All, we actually did all nine episodes.
0: Well, I know, but I, that's just the most recent episode, and you guys wrapped yes. it up. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, actually, as, as she said in the chat, she's just bored. haha. Ha. But I'm right. That's what she does enter. She was, uh, I finished all my books and yelled at the kids and the dog is bugging me. Don't talk about Athena like that.
2: Fini- Alex, your finished all
0: her books already. Alex, how many books did she buy? Because you were saying that you bought a lot of books. I mean, I recently, I mean, she also rents books in the library digitally. She also buys books on her Kindle and I bought her. I can't remember the name of the set, but I recently bought her a uh, three book set, a collector's edition. Uh, I don't know. She and she got uh, a book recently, another book recently. So she's got she's got plenty to read. But um, you know, it's like us and our platinum trophies. Like you know her her reading her books is That's like us true. playing our games. So F- fair fair enough, fair enough. So except she's got something tangible. Like when when someone asks about a book, she can um, uh, be Whip like, it hey, out. I read this book and, and she can show it to somebody whereas we're just like, hey, there's a digital thing here. A digital icon. Go look go look at it! PSN Profiles. I want to give a shout out to the listeners. The Fuel to the Fire of this Trophy Horse. Thank you all for continuing to support the show because that is the life of the show. It's the only reason we're still around and we're still doing this. So thank you all for your continued support. Big shout out to Gareth for the annual rarity update. And uh, a big shout out to Sid as well. I forgot to introduce both of them last week so I had to do a post-edit, but a uh, big shout out to Sid because we love Sophie's trophies and we always love hearing from him so Sid whenever you come back on we'll welcome it give a shout out to Tricky and to Yield for recording tonight and last but not least we we'll give a shout out to my loving awesome girlfriend Ashley who I don't know what Yellow Jackets season 2 comes out soon but I don't know what we're going to watch until then maybe some Mandalorian maybe some you on Netflix I don't know but, uh, but yeah Mandalor- Mandalorian no, I mean they, they come out you know one episode a week I think there's what three episodes out now Yes, three so, episodes. We got a little catching up to do, but yeah. So, I mean, that's, that All is right. the, 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 one of the beauties of, of the um, the once a week, one episode a week kind of thing that Disney's doing. It's like, you don't have to feel overwhelmed to finish something as soon as you can. You can just, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like being able to watch it at my leisure and, and as many episodes as I want to. But, you know, there's there's something like when you're behind and you want to get caught up. There's something about like, you know, the there's less stress attached to having to I mean stress about watching TV, that's on so, but
2: So my my wife and I are watching, Needless Say, Mandalorian every Wednesday. We sit down and we watch the latest chapter. It's driving my wife nuts to have to watch these one at a time. I, I <sighs> to, to me it gives me something to look forward to. Okay, good. Now Wednesday I get to watch Mandalorian, you know? And and since it's since we're telling Story, and we're telling multiple stories within our big story. It's driving her up the wall because she watches what episode, and she's like, "I want to know what happens next." <laughs> yes, I am talking about you. Yes, we're still recording.
0: Well, we're sure so, anyway. Up. I don't don't want to get <laughs> yeah, in yeah, trouble. She,
2: she she heard me talking about her. She was like, "You're talking about me." Anyway, but yeah, hey,
0: don't don't so, don't be mean to the
1: Amy Meister.
2: I'm not being mean to her. But yeah, it, it's driving her up the wall to have to watch him a week at a time. I'm like, well, you can wait till the end of the season and then I can watch it again. I'm fine with that. I'm watching it a week at a time now. Because a, a, a guy at work watches it too. So we come in and we're like, did you watch the latest episode?
0: Let's talk about it. So, anyways,
1: Alex, that, you your, it. Your, sh- your shout outs?
0: Uh, yeah, I said to Ashley, and uh, that's going to be it.
1: Okay. Uh, before I do my shout outs, I just want to give a uh, notice. Uh, you guys probably aware of this, but Lance Reddick, who is known uh, in the gaming community as uh, Silence in the Horizon series, he unfortunately passed away at the age of sixty. I forgot to mention that earlier. Want to give a shout out to uh, you know uh, my thoughts and prayers out to his family. Uh, I never actually uh, now that I see his face. I never actually put him as Silence. I just remember him as the. The concierge at in the John Wick movies oh
2: man I, I did as soon as I saw him I'm like oh that's the dude from Fringe <laughs> uh,
1: he was in uh, the John Wick series Oz he was also in uh, The Wire so uh, I never watched The Wire but uh, thoughts and prayers go out to, to his family uh, I liked him as an actor well, I thought he did a phenomenal job you know, there
0: is that tragedy of, of him passing away at 60 I mean 60 is not old at all um, it's still relatively young, especially in the, the medical age we live in, where people live longer. So, I hate to bring this up because you know, just you know, just losing him is a tragedy. You know, there are people that love him, there are people that care for him, and they lost him. And you know, that's that's obviously the most the worst part about this. But, and I mean, we're, we're gonna kind of get on a topic here. But what does this mean for Horizon? Because obviously...
2: I thought the the same thing. I'm like, oh, our main bad guy isn't around no more.
0: Silence is one of those characters where you thought at the end of the first game he was a bad guy, but then when you get to the end of the second game, it's like, well, wait a minute. Maybe there is some good to Silence, even if you kind of realize he does things for his own good to help himself, and it's not necessarily altruistic. But, like, they kind of left you with questions at the end of Horizon 2, whether Silence was completely terrible or not. But, yeah, I mean, how do you handle this
1: now? Well, I think they... There's two ways you could handle it. One, they didn't really have his mocap and his character design, so you could either find an actor that can do his voice, or you know, similar to his voice. But I don't know if that would be disrespectful to him or his character. I mean, you could do that. I mean, look what they did with the the Fast and the Furious series after Paul Walker died. He still made appearances in the 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 future movies. He was played by his brothers, um, and they just digitally put Paul Walker's face on them. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but they can move on with the character. They just, you know, they got to play it, or either that or just, you know,
0: write him off. I don't think you can simply just write him off. I mean, there has to be some kind of explanation, but yeah, I just, I mean. Yeah, he's kind of too big of a character to just, yeah, he's he's not here. That was, I mean, honestly, like, after the tragedy of, like, you know, realizing that this person died and, you know, understanding how terrible that is. I hate to say it, but that was my first thought. Okay. So what happens with Horizon now?
2: Uh, ditto, Alex. I'm with you. Yeah, I I don't think that's
1: disrespectful, but uh, but yeah. So I want to give a shout out to all the listeners. Thank you very much. Shout out to everybody in the Twitch chat. Shout out to everybody. I'm going to meet at PAX. Um, if you see me at PAX, <laughs> excuse I'm just me, just to be Sorry. clear about this, and you can kind of back this up because I get I get a little crazy when I'm at PAX. If you see me at PAX and you say hi to me. I have no problem people approaching me and saying hi. But understand that if I can't stop and talk to you, it's because I'm busy and I'm on my way to something. Uh, Yield can back me up because there was a couple times Yield wanted to talk to me. I was like, yo, dude, I can't do it. I got to go.
2: Yeah, I can't do it. Got to go. Um, But, but, uh, but I, I will say, honestly, how many times have you been stopped at PAX? Because I was disappointed no one stopped us at PAX.
1: Uh, I've been stopped several times, including... Okay, I, I, I kind of want to end the show, but... Uh, you know, I got to tell the story. Did I ever tell you the story the first time I got recognized to PAX? Uh,
2: i not recalling off the top of my head.
1: Me and the goddess were walking to a panel uh, for a kind of funny panel. And we would just walk down the hall. And this was before, you know, I put my face out there and, uh, you know... Anything like anybody knew me, just knew me by my name, my voice. Uh, I don't even think like I, anybody real knew my real name if out of the Facebook group. So anyway, me and the guys are just walking down, and you know, packs like when the panels line up, there's like a there's a line to the right, the the doors, the the auditoriums to the left. And there's like that little hallway, you know, little gap that you could walk to the back of the convention. Yeah. Me and the guys are just walking by, and I hear somebody go, hey, are you tricky, Mick? And I went, and I turned around, like, confused look on my face, like, yeah. He goes, dude, I recognize your voice. I listen to your show all the time. That's that super cool. That blew my mind. That this guy recognized me just my voice. Didn't know my face because my face wasn't out there yet. But recognized me just for my voice. That is trippy.
2: That's super cool.
1: But I've been, I've been stopped a couple times.
2: Well, that's cool. My, um, my, my my closest one was when a, uh somebody my brother worked with was talking up Trophy Horse. They were talking video games and stuff and podcasts, and he started talking up Trophy Horse. And, oh, hey, one of the dudes is from Ohio. And my brother's like, yeah, that's my brother. <laughs> and the dude's like, no! And he's like, no, seriously, that's my brother. And the dude, like, just kind of lost it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got... You- Donnie went the same year you went and uh Donnie met somebody from Screw Attack. Was it was it Craig, yes, I think, was it Craig I, from Screw Attack? I think that's right. I think it was Craig. Uh but we were walking down and he's like, Dude, that's Craig from Screw Attack. I'm like, Okay. I don't watch Screw Attack, so I had, like I had no idea. And Donnie marked out so bad. And then uh, we got Donnie to play VR games and you know got him involved in all this. Act stuff. like you belong here, Donnie. Think,
0: Act like you know you're you're part of the group.
1: Oh oh Yield, you weren't even there yet. So this is th- this
2: was when you picked him up first at the airport. Yeah.
1: All right, so I, I pick up Donnie and you know, we're staying around the airport because I, I think Yield was coming in like the next hour or two.
2: Yeah, I was like two hours behind Donnie.
1: So uh, you know, I pick a Donnie up and you know Donnie's hungry so I take him to an authentic Italian restaurant. And he goes in and orders a salad and asks for French dressing.
2: <laughs> ah, classic Donnie.
1: And I was like, Donnie, you can't do that. He's like, why not? I'm like, you're in an Italian restaurant. He goes, so? I'm like, it's disrespectful. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you're in an Italian restaurant and you order French dressing? He goes, What do I gotta order? I said, Italian dressing.
0: I don't he I don't goes, think they care that much, Tricky.
1: No, they don't. But I was just giving Donnie a hard time. And Donnie actually believed me. He's like, Okay. Uh, it, it was fun. Uh yeah, but packs a good time. If you see me there, say hi. Just understand that if I'm somewhat rude to you, it's please don't take It's because I'm a dick. I, I, <laughs> I'm a I New swear. I'm a
2: New Yorker. It's natural.
1: Well, yeah, the New Yorker does come out of me, but understand that if you meet me at Pax, I'm not trying to be rude. If I don't stop and talk to you, it's I have a, a goal. Um, but please, if you do see me, stop and say hi, and I will try my best to you know spend a few minutes with you and whatnot. And I, I don't. This is egotistical. I'm not trying to be that way. I will stop and try to talk to you because I love meeting our fans and whatnot. Um, uh, but you gotta understand, I'm there for work, and I have appointments to go to, and I have things I have to be. And my schedule is booked.
2: Well, um, like, like I said, try to at least get to the floor at some point and enjoy the floor. Other than just yeah. zigzagging to appointments.
1: Well, you know, you know I mean that—that's where you became. Uh, I think I got you to the appointment and started your love for World of Warships. Well, you got your hat.
2: Well, I had, I had, I, I spent a lot of time in the demo for their yeah. the, the, the PC version of warships but that was when they had announced they, they were, were bringing tanks, they, right? they were bringing tanks to console
1: right okay because
2: I asked about well you gonna bring warships to console and they're like <laughs> well nope. we, we can't no not right now and I'm like oh darn
1: yeah PAX and, is where and then like PAX five is,
2: then like five years later they bring it to console so
1: PAX is where I broke the news of The Last of Us Part 2 found that out by accident I also asked the uh, uh, studio MDHR if um, Cuphead was ever coming to PlayStation. Like, nope, it's Microsoft exclusive. You liars. All right, anyway, uh, shout out to the fans, shout out to the listeners, shout out to everybody in the Twitch chat. Thank you very much. I'm going to close the show before we go on more of a rant. Love you all. Until next week, happy trophy hunting. See ya. Later. I could go on about facts. First, then Ray
2: me